in the blue corner, owner of the best podcast app in the world, the heavyweight podcast champion of the world, Alex Austin. <laughs> in the red corner. The podcast underdog, with only two podcasts under his belt, the deadliest DM, Plebeian Adam! (laughs) 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 The crowd goes wild, man. (laughs) When you told me you had an intro lined up, dude, I had no idea. I had no idea. So that was the next level. Absolutely incredible. Well, the intros are out there, so all that the listeners need to know is that at Rona Geek Podcast, we break down the hottest franchises in gaming, movies, and TV, analyze the essence of each, and discuss their strengths and weaknesses. The question we're looking to answer, do these franchises stay true to their roots and stand the test of time? Can they go down in, the, in all rounds and keep it coming? No, they're going to throw it in the fifth. That's, yeah. that's what they're doing. They're, 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 they're all throwing it in the fifth. Or at least that, that appears to be uh, This isn't about us. whether or not the franchise can hit hard. This is about whether or not the franchise can take a hit and, and get keep- back up <laughs> and keep going. We're doing that, however. We're doing the Rocky Balboa speech. <laughs> Apparently. The most inspiring speech in the history of film. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. And uh, li- listen, I still got, I still got some... I still got some hurting bobs in me. What does he say in Rocky Balboa when they're like, "Can you really do it, Rocky? Can you really get back and do it?" He's like, "I still got, I still got a little bit of fight left in me." Is that what he says? <laughs> I still got stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't remember his exact line. I still got punches to throw. So I I've seen it. so many punches and so many like uh, inspirational quotes yeah. <laughs> in the last week that I've lost track of all of them. You're basically a trained professional boxer. At this point, <laughs> about, so if, I, if I'm basing off Rocky, no, I am not. Those are yeah, terrible yeah. bouts. Yeah. Well, I had to... <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just box their hands down here in their chest. So, like, and, and look at some of these guys. Like, you look at the size of, like, uh, well, like Jonathan Majors and the last one, how big he is. You know, he's just a huge man in, in, in Creed Three, which we'll cover today as well. And uh, taking a hit from him, that basically the size of, like, uh, you know, like like an actual boxer, like an Evander Holyfield he's or something. He's probably, right? I didn't, I don't know if they gave his, I don't remember if they gave his weight in the movie, but he's probably actually heavyweight weight. Oh, dude, he's probably like 230, yeah. yeah. Like, he's, he's huge in that, and it's just pure muscle, man. So, yeah, if these guys are hitting, I mean, it's probably like an actual boxer hitting you, in which case you'd be done if you took one, Oh yeah, like, one shot to the face will put you down. That's oh, yeah. the whole point. They right? take me out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they take each other out too. Taking hits like that, <laughs> like it, like you don't take a hit from Mike Tyson and just keep going. And you know, they're you, probably far more protective. Even though the the fight sequences are much better in Creed and they look more realistic, yeah. I'll as far as I can tell, there are far more real legit hits in the Rocky like in the Sylvester Stallone era. Interesting. He took so many actual hits. Yeah. Um, in the boxing match, um, in Balboa. Yeah. The, the fifth, sixth one, sixth one. Yeah. Sixth one. Um, he actually, they just sort of like loosely choreographed the last fight. Interesting. And they were actually throwing punches at each other. He knocked Sylvester Stallone out. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, Good for him, man. Good for him. That must have been fun. Like, (laughs) knocking out Sly like that. uh, Especially, like, at the time, he was probably, like, a 60-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's 70 now, 70-plus. Is he? And uh, so this, uh, and we'll get to this later, too. Creed Three, the first movie without him. Yeah. In in, in the series franchise. So, like, it's... uh, it's Pretty interesting that uh, it turned out as well as it did, given the fact that it had no no uh, direct sly influence, right? Yeah. So I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that's what we're getting into today. Big time. We're going to start all the way back at the beginning talking about the Rocky Ooh. franchise. If you don't know, if you've been living under a rock since 1970, <laughs> whatever. Actually, we should probably pull that up too. So the Rocky since franchise. Since 1976. That's, I was going to say 76. Right? So yeah, yeah. And interesting. Interesting. Directed by John G. Alvidil, Avildsen. I don't know how to pronounce it. Avildsen. Yep. 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 And uh, this was actually created by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And it's a, it's a boxing franchise. It's about uh, Rocky Balboa, a boxer loosely based on uh, real-life boxer Rocky. His name wasn't Rocky. It was, um, oh, my God. Why are we forgetting his? Why, why am I forgetting his? Um, uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll whatever. get to it. Anyway, so, but the, the great thing is, is this has been a mainstay in American popular culture, American film for a long, long time. It was also the sort of launching point for, for Sylvester Stallone's career. Chuck Wepner. Yes, there you go. Yes. So what was his, what was his um, actual ring title, though? Uh, for him. Um, oh, yeah, based on the life of Chuck Wepner, it says right here. We were so close. So close. We were so close. So, anyway. Oh, he was called the the Bayon, the Bayon Bleeder. So no, that's, that's he it. Because he, he got a cut yeah. in his one of his, like, faces. Yeah. So, it was easy to reopen. So, right. he always bled a lot. Right, right, That's right, what right. it was. So, a- anyway, very cool that it's kind of loosely based on, on a real boxer as well. But uh, but this is uh, so this is Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky Balboa. Um it's been a brilliant franchise since the beginning. Lots of ups, lots of downs. Uh, certainly has high points. Certainly also has low points as well. <coughs> and, <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody will disagree with you, honestly. <laughs> so, And then, um, obviously, now that it's been expanded upon, the original five films were expanded upon initially with Rocky Balboa. We'll get to that one as well. And uh, that was 2013, the Balboa? Yeah. 2006. No, it wasn't that long ago. Stop it. It was that Rocky, long ago? Balboa, Rocky 6 was 2006. Holy shit, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Creed wow, wow, wow. was 2015. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Creed was obviously the rebirth of the series as well with uh, now Adonis Creed, the the son of, of the former heavyweight champ uh, Apollo Creed from yes. the Rocky films. So. I do find it weird that they, I, I guess they made him the illegitimate because they didn't like, they wanted him to have that fake name for a while. Well, we'll talk about that. Well, and, and also kind of, yeah, stepping, like learning more about his father over the years and stepping more into those shoes or not, depending on what he learns about his dad. So sure. anyway, um, so yeah, we will dive into all that as well, including some of those relationships in the films. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, we want to start with Rocky 1. Oh, we'll yeah, of course. Back yeah. to the beginning. We'll go from start to finish. Yeah, so Rocky 1, of course, came out in 1976. I don't know. There's been other boxing films. I don't know. I think uh, Raging Bull... Raging Bull was before that, I want to say. No, it no, wasn't it was, before that, was it? You know, I'll just double check. Yeah, I just, I, I'm not sure how original it was at the time as a boxing film. I don't know if there was like a lot of boxing films in 1970. Raging Bull's 1980. So interesting. So that might have spawned the whole uh, generation the, of boxing. The films. style. I'm sure it wasn't the first, but yeah. it was definitely the first mainstream one. That's yeah. for sure. And certainly one of the best sort of, I wouldn't even call it rags to riches, just sort of, you know, rising through the ranks, you know, underdog story kind of film. It's, it's, it's formulaic. Yeah. There's definitely formulaic formula there like the story plot is not a new but in one. rocky it's written the formula i believe i don't know if there's any big sports films before this that did it quite the same but there had always been rags to riches or underdog stories oh, underdog sure. stories sure. have been around yeah yeah whether it's been done in this have they been done in sports sure i'm sure it has i think most before this it was mostly war movies yeah like we're, we're up against the we're up against the too many nazis so True. many nazis yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh geez rick there's so many nazis too many nazis we gotta go all against all the nazis <laughs> 
<laughs> so exactly, but that, that was the original underdog story. I think it was yeah, definitely that's war true. stories. So that's and, probably true. So anyway, th- this making the jump over into sport. Um, I think it stands even even today. Even Rocky won. You watched it recently? Yeah, yeah I've watched. Okay. I I so I rewatched all the ones that like I think the main point ones because yeah. I couldn't get them all in the, done in the week. Right. Um, but I rewatched one, two. I didn't get through all of three. Okay. Um, and then all of the Creed. Okay, and then of course Rocky Four you remember quite well. So yeah, everyone knows the most important Rocky. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone knows Rocky okay. Four. And uh, we'll, we'll Rocky Five is the one I remember the least, and I think it's probably why I'm like, ah, I'm okay with not watching that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, it, it's good for what it is, but yeah, it's we'll, we'll get to that one too. So ro- watching, if we're gonna jump right into it, Rocky One, first of all, it is a classic underdog tale, but I'm I'm gonna say I struggled with it this time around. Yeah, I think it's starting to uh, show its age a little bit. Yeah, two things. Um, you're supposed to like cheer for him, right? Yeah. As the underdog. The problem is, is I didn't really like him as a character. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, I definitely don't like Polly. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Fucking dick. <laughs> he is a dickhead. Oh my God. That guy <laughs> deserves jail. He abuses his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Guy, yeah. That guy deserves he's jail time. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. He's a fucking piece of shit. Worst, worst kind of piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from like sex trafficker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, like. I guess maybe even the 70s that was like endearing or something. I don't know. No, yeah. you know that you know it was weird that I thought, oh wow, this is something this is definitely showing its age. Yeah. The introduction of the relationship between Adrian and Rocky Interesting. is very rapey. Interesting. So she's Oh, because he's does he kind of like is he kind of like following her around or something? You're like No, he basically so he's trying to hook up with Polly's sister, Adrian, right? Yeah, yeah. And he keeps trying to ask her out, and she's just this meek, tiny, yeah, you know, yeah. little thing that has not not really responding to him. Hmm. And he's an outgoing kind of like, hey, do, 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 yeah, let's yeah. Go, go do something. Go, go catch a flick. Yeah. I don't know. Do they do that? No. <laughs> uh, he's like, Let, let's go. Do. So he bugs, like every day he bugs her, comes to tell jokes. Like yeah. clearly he's trying to entertain her. Clearly he really likes her. Yeah. And clearly it is truly a liking thing. Like I, I grant that. But the way he gets into having a date with her is basically Polly takes, she's baking a turkey for Thanksgiving for herself and Polly. Yeah. Polly invites uh, Rocky over. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, Rocky, she knows you're coming for Thanksgiving. Yep. You, you guys will have a great time. You'll hit it off because you'll be forced to, you know, ha- you know, have a dinner together. Yeah, yeah. So he, she's making a turkey. So he, she comes in. He's got, she's got a turkey in the oven. Yeah. And Paulie's like, you're going to go out on a date with him. And he, she's like, I didn't fucking, you didn't tell me this. You didn't, oh, Paulie yeah, had yeah, not yeah. told her. I remember her. this. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, you're going to, she's like, I can't, I got a, I got a turkey. Yeah. An expensive turkey and we're poor in yeah. there. And he's just like, oh, okay. And he takes the turkey out of the oven, just shoves it outside of the house. He goes, yeah. you don't have a turkey in there. Go out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay. So basically, Polly like, threatens her, beating her, throwing out all of her hard effort and yeah. work. And then tells her to go on a date with this guy. And he's she's silent the whole time. But also, like, like making a turkey is not that hard when it's already in the oven. True, and but it's, it's for it's, them, it's a lot of money and it's yeah, a lot yeah. of time because she's got to work. She's got to work to make money. Like, but, that's, like, he just has to wait until, like, the, back then the turkey still had the little thing that popped out. You oh, know, yeah. That's all you got to wait for. You wait for the little pop out, the, the pop out thing, and he's, then you're good to go. Yeah, you just eat wait. Some turkey. So. so they go out on a date, and on their first date, basically, he's like, uh, he walks her back to his place. Yeah. And then he's inside, and he's like, You want to come sit down on the chair? Get comfy? And she's yeah. like, No, I think, I think I should, I, I think I should go. Yeah. He's like, no, no, you should get comfy on the chair. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm going to definitely tell- moving into a date rapey for I'm going to go call Polly. He should know where I am. He's yeah. like, okay, I'll call Polly for it. Hey, Polly, she's here. I'm, I'm fucking, yeah, she's here. 
And, and she's like, okay, I think I'm actually going to go. And then, like, she goes to go out the door, and he does, like, the hand on the door, Ooh. cornering her. No shit. Oh, yeah. And he's I don't like, remember this part. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, take, take off the hat. Take off the toque. Yeah, oh, I like your hair. I like your fucking hair. And he's just like getting all of her busy. Like, wow. I'm going to kiss you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to kiss me back. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to kiss you. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously it turns into like she kisses him back. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they start rolling. I'm like, that is not okay. They should have at least <laughs> included somewhere in there like actual signs of interest from her leading up to it. And yes. maybe it would have been less bad, you know what I mean? But the fact that she's outright rejecting him the entire time until they get to his apartment. <laughs> and, then, and then she accepts him. But does she accept him because she's like afraid of getting punched out? <laughs> yeah, like the only other man she interacts with is definitely, a, if nothing else, at least an emotional abuser, and verbal abuser. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, you know, is that where we're headed here? So I mean, it's thankfully Rocky. Not a good to start be, uh, to their relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thankfully J Rocky turned out to be a, a gentle guy you know what i mean he when it does comes to adrian right but it is not like to me it was like oh that's, that's such a loving story this first yeah. movie like no it is not but back back in the 70s they were probably just like oh yeah that's how relationships happen all the time yeah like, a, i just take the woman i put her over my coat my my shoulder and i say you're coming with me to sit on the couch yeah yeah like newspaper on it because it's comfy. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck off. So anyway, it's uh, it definitely turns in. I mean, maybe the whole Rocky Adrian story over the next five films. It, oh, it just... gets better because she stands up to him later. Oh, totally. Like, in the later movies, I, but I feel did the it start off as like a like a Stockholm syndrome. Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it did. Interesting. It, Interesting. it was something that did not sit well with me. Abused women, oftentimes, you know, they, they end up with abusers as well, right? Because it's it's the sort of prototype that they've sort of grown up around. Yeah. Right? So it's possible. so like, it, it made it really tough. Because I know they always have this, oh, Rocky's a good-hearted guy. He just wants best. He just wants to fight in life. Like, yeah. You know, make it. He wants to work hard, and he's a hard worker. I'm like, I get that. But also, he gave me rapey vice. So I have no interest in fighting for the value of Polly. Yeah. Um, Adrian is the, nothing in this movie. She yeah. doesn't really have a role. Yeah. And Rocky's apparently a borderline rapist. <laughs> so it's like, great. I, these are the people I'm rooting for? You're not making this easy. So we're, we're of course talking about Paulie played by uh, Burt uh, Young. Young, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's still around. Wow, so, he is. Yeah, eighty-two years of age. Wow, 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 wow. wow. So uh, don't know if I've seen him in anything recently. And then, uh, then of course, if you want to talk pieces of shit, you also got his trainer in here. So this would be uh, why is he a piece of shit? Oh no, I mean like because he's he's tough on him. He's really oh, tough. Oh, I see. What yeah, you yeah, mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's just he's just uh, they're all difficult. All these people, man. But yeah, yeah so you're a bum very, rock. Yeah, 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 bum. Actually, I in watching all the movies I've watched, I don't remember him. I've seen now up to his death. Yeah, I don't think I ever remember him uttering that line. Really? No, he never says you're a bum rock. Then why do we all? He says you're a bum. Yeah, and like that guy's a bum, and this guy's a bum. Yeah, yeah he but he that. never says you're a bum rock. He never says that, those words in line. This is like another one of those like Mandela effect movie things. Where yeah. We all remembered, misremembered the exact same line. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you know, like Luke, <laughs> I am your father or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Vader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the yeah, Luke, yeah. I am your father, even though it's not the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not. He never says Luke first off. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, interesting. One thing I did find out about him is I, it was killing me when I was watching it. Um, for, um, what's his name? Mickey. Okay. Um, I couldn't, I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. I know the guy who plays Mickey and I can't figure it out where. Finally, after like the second movie or something, I Googled him up. He used to play Penguin in the Adam West movies. No shit. shows. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wild, wild. Yeah, he's like the way he like kind of had the like side mouth pock thing kind of going. Yeah. I was like, I know that. I know that style. Wow, that's Where have incredible. I seen it? 
So yeah, yeah there you go. picture, picture, picture of him as Penguin. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. What what a way to get started. That's so sweet. <laughs> he had starring roles in uh, this is of course Burgess Meredith. Um, he had starring roles in the anthology TV series, TV series The Twilight Zone. Interesting. Yeah. In fact, he tied with Jack Klugman for the most appearances on the show in a starring role. Really Very interesting. Very interesting. So what a cool what a cool career though. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. So, um, anyway, then of course the Rocky series. I, I would say Rocky, if not the Penguin, you know, probably most his most iconic roles. Oh, Penguin or or Rocky? It's hard to say. Yeah. So anyway, he ends up he ends up leading Rocky down the right path in terms of uh, well, both his his life and his career. Right, as a boxer. Yeah. And uh, Rocky ends up uh, by the end of the first film being put up against heavyweight champ of in, uh, of the world. Apollo Creed. This is the first time you're introduced to Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed, who is weird because he's probably the guy I like the most in this. I was oh, rooting for Carl Weathers. Hundred <laughs> percent for Apollo. Hundred <laughs> percent. Carl Weathers is I dude. I love him in everything I watch him in, even even like Mando nowadays, even though he's so like paint by numbers when it comes to acting nowadays, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I still love him. He's just such a warm, fun guy to watch, and he I is. love it when he's on screen. He's got such great presence, but him as Apollo Creed, this is him in his prime, dude, absolutely jacked. He's just, huge. oh, jacked, shiny, just so shiny, <laughs> no matter how you look at it. Oh, my God. So, anyway, absolutely slays it as Apollo Creedness, and and even though this is an underdog story... And spoiler warning here for the rest of the episode. What I love about Rocky Spoilers for all the movies, let's be clear. Yeah, what I love about Rocky, and I think what makes it so endearing, is the fact that at the end of the movie, Rocky doesn't win. That's the thing is, the battle was never about winning the fight. I think that's what they did well in the movie. Yes, absolutely. It was about his friends and his relationship. And that's kind of what they've always shown with all the Rocky movies. Is yeah. His strength is not his strength. It's his, his strength growth. is the people. Yeah. And it's his personal growth and his yeah. relationship growth. And also just proving to himself that he could make it that far. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think in that way, this was probably a film that he had written probably starting at that end point. And kind of working his way back through the film. I wonder. It's possible. So, so it seems like that's the kind of story. Well, he wrote this it in is. two days. What? He wrote the movie in two days. No shit. Yeah. Damn. And well, he just hit him, and he just sat down and got that shit done. Yeah. Well, he, I think he'd watch that fight between Ali and Webner. Yeah. And was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I recently heard a story about uh, Sly from back in the day that he would, when he was still writing a lot, when it came to like film and stuff, he would actually like he had rooms in his home where he had like blacked out the windows, like painted them black to not let light through. Sure. So then he couldn't tell if it was day or night because if it was, his concern was if he could tell, then that might demotivate him. Like say if it's like dusk and it's getting into night and he feels tired. So he said he'd rather just start writing the moment it hit him. Yeah. So okay. no matter when that is. So he would spend days upon days on end in like a room with no natural light coming into it. So he would just up and write whenever. Okay, sure. Very interesting creative uh, I mean, structure. Yeah, my all my greatest writings were on trips. So interesting because they're like especially trips where there's a large travel portion. Yeah, because you'd go see an event, go do something like go see a something famous. Yeah, and then maybe see something less famous Yep. and your brain would kind of like merge the two and then you'd be sitting on a bus or a plane somewhere and you've got nothing to do. Your brain's just going. Yeah. So I would sit there and just mull over a story and add things together and that's how I'd come up yeah. with my like D&D stuff. Every idea I've ever had, I had when I'm like laying in bed at night, working on going to sleep and that's when the ideas hit me. So then I got to like turn the light back on, start writing, uh, take it out to my phone. I'm right? lucky mine's in the shower in the morning. Yeah, I you know. Oh, 
<laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. That's I, your idea time. Your yeah, I, I, it's called shower thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, executive time, right? Executive that hits a lot of people, time. so you get a lot of time to think. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's important. So anyway, yeah, Rocky doesn't end the way you think it will. So here's someone no. kind of, you know, rising on his way up very quickly as a boxer. Uh, you're figuring Rocky Balboa is going to take down Apollo Creed, and, and he does not. And I appreciate that for another reason, too, because, you know, it would kind of fly in the face of an entire, you know, lifetime worth of work. For Apollo Creed. It yeah. Just, it wouldn't make sense for the character even to get beat by a rookie coming in on his first run to the top. It wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. So, or, or at least if it was a much longer run, maybe it would. But in this case, it doesn't. So this is his first professional coach, professional coaching uh, in a professional career. And there's the Rocky Balboa. argument there of, like, Apollo Creed didn't take it fully serious. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if he had taken it serious from round one, would he have won? And so yeah. he kind of played around a bit. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's there, right. there's a level of, we can understand that this wasn't Apollo likely at his best. That's right. That's right. Well, what we end up finding out, though, in, in the second film is Apollo is is now being challenged for real. Well, for, this for time, the, Apollo, because Apollo got screwed over. Like, he, he won the fight, but... He's like, I didn't win the war. Exactly. Well, he didn't win the popular, the, the popular, sort of popular mandate either. Like people loved Rocky Balboa for standing up, right, yeah. and, and kind of doing his thing. So yeah, interesting. Because then you get to uh, Rocky Two. This is 1979 now, just three years later. This one was now directed by Sylvester Stallone, though. Yep. Yep. So this directed by Sylvester, written by Sylvester. Yep. Yep. Starring Sylvester. So all in there. And um, we should say too, uh, missed on the first one. Some some other big names coming in. This Bill Conti for the music. Bill Conti being oh, the composer. Yeah. Well, he made the 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 theme that you heard at the beginning of this. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was Bill Conti. As well. That's right. That's right. So yeah, he. Uh, God, what a, what a career. So if if you're looking at just discography and what he had done, there's literally hunt like hundreds of titles so, on here. I I gotta ask because again, we're, we I know we're like reviewing the movies and stuff like that, but we do have to. I do want to talk about the things that make Rocky. Rocky. Oh, Karate Kid was his other big one. Oh yeah, yeah. I do want to be like what made Rocky Rocky, which is the the really three things are underdog, perseverance. And re- and strength through relationships. Yep. Like I think that's that's fundamentally. Yep. Those those three. That's the that's the Rocky formula. That's right. That's right. And I think you see even more of the relationship stuff come into play in Rocky too. In particular, his relationship with Adrian started to develop a little bit more. Yeah. So I can't remember at the beginning of this movie were they married at that point? Uh, they got married pretty much not long, like pretty early on in the movie. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. and um. Yeah, so in this one, then this is uh, this is the rise of Rocky to once again fight Apollo Creed for the title, but he's got to work his way back up through the ranks as well. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, everything kind of goes along with that. Um, I actually really enjoy this because they're both in the hospital after the the fight. Yeah, and there's like a little bit of mutual respect there at that point. Like yep. you can tell Apollo's like, no, like you're worth talking to. Yeah, uh, and so they'll be in the hospital. You know, a room or two rooms apart, both healing from their yeah. traumatic fight. But, but it's this relationship early on in the film, and and them sort of cultivating the relationship that ultimately ends up being, you know, the 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 sort of springboard for the entire rest of the series, yeah, the franchise in general, right? It's everything. So the, yeah. these guys' relationship and what that actually means. So the big the big sort of uh, things to overcome in this one. There's the uh, there's the surgery for the detached retina. So Rocky's he's going blind. He's going blind. They got to fix him. Right? Was that Rocky two? Was that Rocky two? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he'll require surgery for detached retina, a condition that could lead to permanent blindness. So, and then, um, let's see, Rocky goes to see Recuperating Apollo. He wants a truthful response to his question of whether Apollo gave his all, gave his all. in the fight. Yes. So, interesting, interesting. And, um, 
Let's see what else. That's what I mean. There's that mutual respect while they're in the hospital and they're chatting. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I one of my favorite lines was like, "Okay, this relationship, the Adrian relationship, like yeah. now it feels like a, a, it feels like my relationship with my wife. Yeah, because she's teaching him how to read, and like they're just sitting in bed one night. Yeah, yeah. and she's teaching him how to read, and he's yeah, the dog jumped over the moon. Yeah, yeah, and he can barely read, and she's like, "I like your reading. You you have re- you're you're a good reader. Yeah, and he goes." I like your good liar. <laughs> I'm like, yes. So oh like, God. I felt like that grew very well. And then obviously she stood up to Polly more and she grew strength from him. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Like yeah. this is now we've got a real relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We also have more of, uh, more of Polly being a dumbass in this one. Oh yeah. So Adrian's very pregnant and, uh, he's confronting her, yelling at her about, you know, not supporting Rocky and such. Yeah. And, uh, she ends up getting stressed to the point where she goes into early labor. labor. <laughs> Oh, is this the one where oh she she goes on uh she goes into a coma? Yes. Oh, and she doesn't learn about God. the birth of the baby until after. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, anyway, so this time the match is on Thanksgiving, so they're no longer trying to date each other on Thanksgiving. The match, the new, the next match between Rocky and um Apollo was on Thanksgiving. So and then um. Yeah, I think he. What is? What does he do? What is the strategy here? Because every Rocky movie where he wins, he has like a specific strategy that he. This uses. is the one where he wanted to switch off from being a southpaw. Okay, gotcha. So Apollo, they they were warning Apollo in the first one, like, don't. Yeah. He's a southpaw. He's gonna fuck your shit up. Yeah, like southpaws are weird, man. You yep. can't judge him. And then in the second one, they're like, well, now he knows you're a southpaw, so he's yep. gonna he's gonna practice and train against you. Yeah. And what I guess in the the reason that subplot got put in there was because Sylvester Stallone had a problem with his shoulder. Yep. So he couldn't do a lot of training with his, like, left arm or something like that. So they're like, okay, well, no, he's training to be a righty now. Yeah. Because, you know, he that's that's the strategy. It's like, actually, kind of, it, you don't notice it because it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a perfect <laughs> strategy. And that's, that's what I liked about the original Rocky films. Like I said, every film where he wins, he has, like, kind of a different strategy for doing so. Yeah. And I really like that about the film. So that's that's cool. So anyway, he does end up besting Apollo Creed in the second film, but only because Apollo Creed passes out right before he does. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, it was, like, the last minute of the last round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, like, a countdown going. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, basically, Apollo Creed just crashes out from exhaustion before Rocky does. So that's what they did. They just wore each other out, I guess. So Yeah, the, that's pretty much that's what it works. was. But, uh, but, hey, a win's a win. I'll take it. So, in any other... Uh, I just want to say, yo, Adrian! I did it! I did it! <laughs> I, I... You know what? I, I don't... The, the weird part is I consider Rocky one worse than this movie. Interesting. Overall, mostly because it's hard to, it was hard to uh, like the characters in the first. Yeah. One. I found the characters far more like, well, Polly wasn't as bad. Um, hmm. He still had his shitty attitude. Like yeah. he still had shitty things, but because Adrian was more willing to stand up to him, it felt more. Okay. Yeah. Right. Polly got shit on for a good reason. Yeah. Rocky stood up for Adrian against his friend. Like you're being dick. Yep. And I was like, okay, so he's not a perfect friend. We recognize that. But at least, you know, in the first one, Rocky really didn't defend Adrian. Yeah. Now he takes sides properly. Oh, yeah. It, it feels like a, this isn't a perfect family. Yeah. But at least they're a family. Yeah. And they're not complete dicks. Yeah, and it seems like Adrian's all in on it at this point, too. So, right. yeah, yeah. No, no more weird creepiness coming, coming from Rocky yeah. to but uh, I, I did. I did enjoy it. And I, you got to see more of Apollo Creed. Um, Apollo Creed kind of got t- taken down a notch, whereas I thought he was a pretty good guy in the first one. 
Um, just trying to, you know, make something work out of desperation for money. Yep. This one, he respects Balboa now, but he also, like, disinterests against his kid because he's getting mail letters that are like, yeah, you fucking faked the fight. So this is, um, this is a, a <laughs> go get a Rocky three. It's, it's crazy. Like just how much of a departure like Rocky three is from kind of the previous two films. Right. In so many ways. Yeah. Um, but in that way, it kind of sets itself apart. Now I know you, you hadn't had a chance to finish it, right? I'm, I, I know the ending. I've seen it before. Okay. Um, but I did not get to see it, re see the whole thing. So basically what ends up happening then, and I think the part you missed that, that I was really looking forward to is um basically this is this is the first one okay so rocky has an interesting strategy change in this one this is why i think these these movies are so entertaining so movie starts and it actually starts with a uh, match between uh rocky and uh, a wrestler a career wrestler named Thunderlips, who's actually played <laughs> by the one and only hulk, hulk hogan. hogan so and uh pretty brilliant match. i so. love the Thunderlips. yeah 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 <laughs> And he does get absolutely get suplexed in it. Like it's yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun to watch. So there's a lot of tossing Rocky around on on the uh, on the stage. I first of all, he got fired from the whatever WWWF for taking that role. No shit, so I didn't know that. Vince McMahon, not the Vince McMahon we know today, um, his dad mm -hmm. who owned it before, fired him for it. Interesting. And then when Vince McMahon, the son who runs it now, yeah, got into like took over, he brought him back. Wild, wild. yeah. So. It, uh, interesting that they would. I mean, that would have just been more exposure, or maybe they were upset because they didn't make money on it. They were probably upset they weren't making money on it. I think they had a different strategy then. Yeah, because uh, obviously he wasn't allowed to take over the Hulk Hogan name. Right. I'm sure if they could have used Hulk Hogan, they would have. Oh yeah, but Thunderlips, dude. Come yeah, on. <laughs> I I absolutely loved the. I loved that. I was so much fun to watch. Yeah, because you could tell like this is for show. Obviously, the Hulk Hogan character, the Thunderlips, is going at it, and he's putting on this big show right from the beginning. The Rocky doesn't know what's going on. Um, and he's just doing this huge show on Rocky and he loses the fight. Like they'd make a tie of it. It's like, it's one of those perfect, um, like, you know, when they do like Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, they're going to end in a draw. Yeah. They're, they won't let one win over the other. And that's exactly what happens. And right at the end, the Thunderlips kind of quietly comes to Rocky and is like, Hey, good. Yeah. That was really fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. And Rocky's like, what the fuck just happened? Like yeah. he didn't know whether it was acting. Cause he's not a wrestler. He's like, right. I am so confused. And Thunderlips is like, it was a good fight. He's like, all part of the show man it was great i, yeah, I love yeah, you you're awesome so casual like we're just like <laughs> he was throwing him under the bus insulting yeah. him getting all this drama going and then right after he's like no it's best buddies you want to go for a drink like it's, it's great it's just showmanship so man. now <laughs> the undercurrent here and and this is this is on full display in this film is the celebrity of rocky right yeah. and, and this also moves into the fourth film as well in terms of the celebrity of rocky bubble and kind of how big he's become right yeah so he's, you know, he's got a big Big, nice house, lots of cars and everything. He's got a nice gym. When he trains, it's always in, like, the nice workout clothes or whatever. Yeah. Anyways. He's always got a film crew there. Right. The names kind of become bigger than a boxer himself, right? And then in that way, he kind of gets a big ego about him, right? So now there's this new boxer coming up through the ranks. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Played by the one and only Mr. T. So first of all, Mr. T, that's his legit legal name. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he changed it when he was 18, when the first time he was legally allowed no to. Yeah, apparently awesome. the story that he that he came up with that he said, I don't say what he came up with that he told was he his dad and his uncle and stuff were called boy a lot, right? Yeah, black people in America during, yeah, yeah. back then, so they were called boy a lot even after they went to Vietnam and came back and went to war and came back. And he was like, "What does it take to be a man?" Yeah. So he went, screw that. I'm going to change my name to Mister T. This way, when everyone someone's talked to me, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is Mister. 
No kidding. Yeah, like, I love you're that. wild. I love that. So yeah, his, his, he was born Lawrence Toriad, Lawrence Torio, Lawrence Toriad, something like that. Something like that. So yeah, something like Tarod, that. Tarod, Tarod, Tarod. Yeah, yeah. That's so anyway, interesting. And uh, yeah, went went to school, played football, all that stuff. Uh, he enlisted in the United States Army. Interesting guy, but yeah, he's he's an absolute beast. And at this point, he's a star because the A team. So the A yeah. team's already in full swing here, and uh, that's kind of where celebrity comes from. So well, it, actually, this is the, the A team came after this. Oh no, shit! Yeah, yeah. So I thought so his, was concurrent. His famous line. Um, so he played this was his first and only villain. Yeah. Oh no, kidding! He's never played a villain since. Huh. Um, Wild. And his whole mohawk and like the whole style of his character of Mister T yeah. came from this movie. Oh no, kidding! Well, his famous line "Pity the foo" came from this. Yeah. Like when they were, he was talking about Balboa. Oh shit! Yeah, this started a year. A team started a year after Rocky Three. Yeah, he got famous for this. His mohawk all came from this movie. His uh, what do you call it? Like sideburns. Yeah. Like with beard. Basically, the whole character. Yeah, came from this. Came from Rocky Three. These could arguably be same universe. They could very well be. I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> so that's so cool, man. It, it kind of threw me off because I sat there and I, you know when you're retrospectively watching it, I feel like I'm just watching Mr. T. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm watching Clubber Lang. Here's here's a specific thing. He's known for his distinctive hairstyle inspired by the Mandinka warriors in West Africa. And That's that was done for Rocky. Yeah. Like he was like, I want my hairstyle to be like that for Rocky. So that line yeah. comes from Rocky. Yeah, and he's, uh, honestly, he's wildly in uh, intimidating as a boxer in Rocky. Like he did a great job <sighs> being sort of menacing. I think my problem with it, and, and this is one of those things where when you go back and watch these movies, yeah. I feel like I'm watching Mr. T. Yeah. Not Clubber Lang. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But totally. back then, that wasn't a thing. There yeah. was no Mr. T. Yeah. So he was a bigger-than-life character held up on his own regard. Now it's almost like, um, I'm trying to think, imagine, like, okay, legitimately, imagine making the villain actually have been Hulk Hogan. Right. In this. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like a joke. Yeah. He felt like a joke to me. Yeah. Because Mr. T is kind of a joke nowadays. Like, he's not someone you fear. Oh, totally. He's yeah, a yeah. hero. And yeah. he's someone you're like, oh, he's just cool, but he's a character, right? Yeah, he kind of became infamous over the years, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. because of having that knowledge and that feeling of him, yep. it made Clubber Lang, I couldn't take him serious. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, this guy's not a threat. Well, think of, put yourself in the shoes of people in 1982. And I can't do that. Yeah, I wasn't born. Think about it, Adam. Think about <laughs> it. So, but uh, anyway, so that, uh, Rocky's not scared of him, but Rocky is challenged by him pretty early on in the film. So Clubber Lang sort of calling Rocky out, trying to get the bout because he knows he can make a career on this guy. Yeah. Uh, Rocky is undertrained by the time he gets to the first fight in the film between Clubber Lang and Rocky. And of course, Clubber Lang handily beats him in the second round. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. just absolutely laying him out in the second round. Uh, it's soon after that that uh, in the film they lose Mickey. Mickey passes away in this one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So Rocky is listless, has no direction, whatever. Anyway, he ends up reconnecting with the one and only, one of our favorites, Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. So you got to get the eye of the tiger. The eye. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. The tiger's in this one. got to yeah. get the eye of so the tiger. You also have one of my favorite training montages of all time from Rocky. <laughs> Can I get the yeah. eye of the tiger? Oh, you had that queued up, man. Look at that. Dude. Wild. Absolutely wild. So uh, anyway, and this, of course, is where we get one of my favorite training montages in all of the Rocky series. This is the one where you get... Uh, did you watch it at least this far yeah. to see the oh, beach yeah. scene? So the, <laughs> this is the frolicking beach training scene with <laughs> Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa, frolicking through the water and like cut off jean shorts and tank They're top not trying feet. to frolic. They're oh, trying they're to run. They're full on frolicking, bro. And I love it. I'm eating it up. So, so what happens? 
Rocky ends up reconnecting with uh, with uh, with Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed takes him on as, as, as in his gym as uh, as a trainer. And yeah, he's is, like, "You got to come to L.A." Yep, and this of course becomes the gym of great lore throughout the Creed series yes. as well, right? So he comes out to L.A. He goes out to the Sun, right, to hang out in the Sun, and he ends up getting trained by Apollo Creed. And Rocky wasn't fully committed at first, but then they kind of go through it. Turns out he is committed, and uh, they had to come up with a completely new strategy to beat Clubber Lang. Yes. And it is. My favorite Rocky strategy of all time. What, what, what is the strategy? So you got to wear them out. You got to just wear them out. Because they identified the Clubber Lang. It basically expends all of his energy in the first couple of rounds. Just throwing these haymakers, right? Trying to take out his opponents. So they realized that if Rocky could just take a couple hits and keep him punching and get him angry, that he could wear him out. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. And this, if you've ever seen the episode of The Simpsons, where Homer becomes... A pro boxer. Have you ever seen that? I don't watch The Simpsons. Never have. <laughs> it's this strategy, but the boxers just beat the shit out of Homer for like <laughs> 10 rounds until they pass out. <laughs> it's my favorite episode of The Simpsons, right? Anyway, that's basically what happens here. So he gets trained by Apollo Creed. He makes it back in. And uh, and then, of course, um, Clubber Lang wears himself out in the first couple rounds. Rocky said, you can't knock me out. You can't knock me out. Makes him angry. Clubber Lang throwing all these haymakers, missing left, right, and center because Rocky's dodging him. He gets really good at dodging, right? And, uh, I, and then, I love their boxing because they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's they're like jerky. They fucking give themselves a concussion by like jerking their yeah, head yeah, so yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. Their boxing technique is Awful. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's funny because when you watch actual boxing, like if anybody in recent years has seen like a Mayweather match, you know what yeah. I mean? That, that's that's more like how boxing actually looks. It's 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 a lot of like movement and strategy and sort of placement, right? And well, it's, it's not, like there's a lot of just like there's not a lot of actual hits that happen. Yeah. There's a lot of like here they're just throwing haymakers yeah. in these movies like or you crazy. you take a guy like Mayweather, a guy you can't hit. Yeah. You, just, you can't hit him. Like, he's just, he's, he's too fast. He moves too much. You can't predict where he's going. So, anyway, so the strategy in this is just to get the, the shit beat out of you. And then hopefully your opponent Never gets a good strategy. And then, and then, of course, Rocky takes him apart in, like, uh, like I don't know, like the fifth round or fourth round or something. Anyway, so, or third round. So, anyway, yeah, Rocky strikes back at the flurry of punches. There's just so many out. jaw hits that would knock any human oh, out dude, in this. That, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Especially, <laughs> we just watched Creed 3 the other night. That's why we're doing this topic. But some of those hits they were giving each other, like, dude, come. Come on. Come on. You would be out like a light. Like Anyone, this, even the strongest person, because the jaw just doesn't have like muscles to support it. So you'd get hit. And all, what it does is you, there's like a, if your head goes 90 degrees or yeah. something, it immediately cuts you off and you go. Dude, at one point, one of them even took an uppercut in Rocky <laughs> 3. Or in Creed 3. I'm like, come how on. Do you, how do you have teeth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, make, it makes no sense. Well, actually, one of them did lose a tooth. That's yeah, true. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that, that is Rocky 3. So this is Rocky now beating. So I, uh, I got to ask, in order of favorites of these three, because these are like the original three. Yeah, things, yeah. things from here go a little weird. Yeah. Well, those three, rank them for me. I like three the best. Yeah? I like three the best. I like the relationship between Rocky and Apollo. I think that drives it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole back half of the film, and um, I would say two one, in yeah. that order. Three, yeah, two, three, two, one. Two, one. Yeah. I I think I liked three. The thing is, is I hated the I loved the villain and like the like the fight story arc mm-hmm. of Apollo of like the one and two with Apollo. Yeah, but I loved the relationship of Apollo more in three. Yeah, I agree. Like I felt I that was a better like trainer. Like I never cared for Mickey. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. He was just a guy who's like, everyone's a bum. Yeah, You're yeah. a fucking bum. Yeah, yeah, like that's all he did all the time. <laughs> I learned how to coach from him as well. That's how I do. It. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like at some point he's like, 
Yeah, you, you can't. You know, women's legs make you. Uh, women make your legs weak when you're training. Don't fucking touch women. Yeah, yeah. Like, holy <laughs> shit, He's real Nick. old school, man. He's yeah, yeah. Wild. <laughs> so like, I was never a fan of him when he died. I was like, yeah, I mean, he probably deserved it. Yeah. Um, but I really liked Apollo's training, but I. Yeah. But I didn't like. Like I said, I don't. I didn't really like uh, Clubber. Clubber Lang. He yeah, just, yeah. He didn't pose to me as that. So it's, it's hard to balance that. I'd probably go with one three two okay interesting yeah one three two in that order one yeah. being, one being the best uh, oddly enough. i thought earlier you said two you thought was better than one <sighs> I, yeah i think so two one three or two okay. three one two three two one. three one okay okay gotcha gotcha <coughs> so in that we it's, can it's go. tough it's tough because i really like the comeback story and the ending of one yeah but i like the apollo respect story it gets too. even trickier because by the time we get to four and that is the next one we'll cover here rocky four i would say that it is categorically not a better film than rocky three however is it more entertaining yeah. oh buddy it, rocky four <laughs> oh, is just a whole different rocky yeah so this is this is rocky at its absolute peak this i, I would guess if we looked it up adjusted for inflation I, I would guess that this is probably the most successful one because even in its day it earned 300.4 million uh adjusted would probably be quite a lot more than that i bet it's oh, like three yeah. times as much it was probably close to a billion dollar film by today's standards and uh and, and this was obviously 1985 so this was at the peak the very peak the thing of is the united is, states and it, russian cold war this movie felt i i i felt like it was a jumping the shark but it was oh totally like it was totally, totally. with the robot and everything it was totally oh, in the felt training like, the training he undergoes totally jumping the shark <laughs> it, it, it i mean i kind of like the whole naturalistic i i I thought this is probably the best montage. Oh, totally! Hearts on the Hearts on Fire training montage yeah. is the greatest training montage in the history of film. It is. I don't give pure. a shit who you are, <laughs> what you're talking about. Hit that training montage, bro, in the barn. Like, just cut it out. So good. Running through the Siberian wilderness, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> the log and oh, the dude. snow. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. There's the great so, scene where Polly falls in the snow. Yeah, in many ways, th this is the most holistic expression of Rocky and his training, and also the holistic expression of uh, of a bad guy in a Rocky yeah. film, right? Because this is again peak of the Cold War. He's fighting a Russian guy, Ivan Drago, right? Uh, played by uh, sorry. The brilliant Dolph Lundgren, yeah. absolutely fucking brilliant. He man, <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, somebody we've we've in the last year had had something to do with as yeah. well, right? And uh, and of course, God, this has Bridget Nielsen in it as well at her peak too. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, dude, I think she comes back. Isn't she? Doesn't she come back for Creed? Uh, Creed three is, she, is that her in Creed three? Yeah, she's in Creed. I think 3. it's the same. She's still actress, one of like the, Yeah, she's still like one of the upper crusty yeah. like Russians, right? Anyway, it's uh, th this is a great film. They're not it, Russians. They're they're from USSR. And from a yeah, that's right. And then from a dramatic standpoint, this film actually hits its peak early on. So as opposed to the other Rocky films, I yeah. would say. So that this. So what 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 happens here is it turns into a, kind of a pseudo tale of revenge because about a third of the way into the film, you have a title fight. Actually, I think it's just an exhibition match. It's an between, exhibition match. Uh, uh, Car uh, Carl Weathers, um, Apollo Creed, Creed yeah. and, and Ivan Drago. So this is Ivan Drago's first fight uh, in the United States. Right? Yes, so yes. This is, it's a big deal. It's in Las Vegas. It's got all the showmanship and everything. And it is at this point in the movie series where I realized a pattern. Yeah. The combatant that comes out with the least amount of flashy entrance yep. wins. 
<laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. And it holds follows true. through to Creed. It holds all the way true. through to Creed Even all three. The, Creed three. Yeah, yeah. Interesting you say that. So of course, uh, Ivan Drago comes out to not much fanfare. Uh, Paulo Creed comes out wearing the whole like <laughs> you know Uncle Sam get up right. Yeah, doing the whole thing. Well, no, that, that was in number one with the Uncle Sam. This is the one with the uh, dance number with. Uh, oh he's, my god! He's not wearing the overcoat though. Yeah, he's wearing like the, the over- cut off sleeve overcoat. Yeah, he's wearing yeah. that one. Um, that's also in the that's in, that's in the first one. Mm. This one is I forget who. Uh, oh, someone does a music number with him, like a famous musician. Oh shit! Yeah, we got to look that up. Go uh, ahead and look that up yeah. in the meantime. Oh no, no, it's fucking uh, living in America. It's um, living in America. Yeah, uh, isn't it James Brown? That's it, James Brown. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. What what a number, dude. Anyway. <laughs> This is this is Apollo Creed at his peak too, right? They're just really loving this, uh, you know, looking to make some money on this big fight, this big exhibition match, right? He's anyway. just making a show of it. It's an exhibition yeah. match. He's and uh, clearly Apollo Creed is a showman. Yeah, he shows that in the first one. Yep, and he shows the way he handles things and how he thinks about um, match fights. Right, he thinks about the drama of the fights. Yeah, he's a showman first, a boxer second. Yeah. And uh, what's really cool about Rocky is the way that it kind of zigs and zags. And they do this even in this film here in Rocky IV. And, uh, of course, uh, Ivan Drago becomes victorious against Apollo Creed in, in no small way. So he ends <laughs> up basically killing Apollo Creed in the match. I don't think they call it basically killing. I think they call it killing. Oh, super killed. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. He's super killed. dead. Yeah, he, def- <laughs> he definitely does not get up. You see a leg twitch at one point. Yeah, like I, that was a weird, like, he falls and then, like... They're like, oh, is he okay? And then he kind of just does this weird, oh, like, no, like super squasm dead. T- twitch. And they're like, what the fuck was that? Oh, no, he's super dead. That, that yeah. was the last throngs of life. Oh, yeah, that him. was his soul exiting his body. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. basically what it was. So anyway, he gets absolutely, like, murdered by uh, by Ivan Drago in the ring. And, of course, then, then it just erupts into, into madness, right? And, yeah. And, and they're laying him to rest. So pretty crazy way for Apollo Creed to go out. So. It was good, considering he had been in pretty much every single movie. Yeah. Uh, since he had this long character, like, yep. how could he, someone like him die? And it really, I think it does a good job because you have to kill someone powerful yeah. in order to set the threat level. Yep. And Absolutely. the fact that Apollo at this point, because they had done the end of um, of three, yeah. was they had done like the ghost punch. Yep. And they ended it on that. And yeah, they didn't yeah. need to know who went. So in our minds, those two are equal fighters. Right. We know that. Well, the fact that he just took him out and you're like, oh, oh my God, he, he could kill Rocky. Yep. He's an equal fighter. He took out easily. Yes, an equal fighter. That's right. To rock. That's right. Great way to set up the threat and uh, daring daring move for a movie in the nineteen eighties to kind of kill off a main protagonist like that as well. So yeah. very interesting. So you could tell that they were very serious about it. Of course, this was again written by Sylvester Stallone, so I'm sure there was a lot that went into that between him and Carl Weathers. Yeah, uh, and uh, just really, really a brilliant way to kind of get this going. So obviously, you know, in in no small way, this becomes kind of you know I wouldn't call it a full on revenge tale, but th- this is certainly you know Rocky looking to take back you know what, what's what belongs to america but also honor the, the memory of apollo creed and yeah to do that there's only one one person's ass you could kick to get there and that is ivan drago yeah so it must be done yeah i i this movie is so the other ones i felt generally i felt for the vic for the villains and i felt for him like you everyone felt felt human yeah this was no no this is he Ivan was Skeletor. Like he's just oh, raw totally. evil. Totally. He's not a he's not a human. Yeah. He's a machine. Well, they're training him on machines. Yeah. It's like the the way they're training him is like the 
like it's so like mechanical you yeah. know what i mean in, in its delivery like he's Scientific. on these crazy machines and there's guys like you know there's scientists with like you know paper taking notes and shit <laughs> and crunching <laughs> numbers <laughs> yeah the ticker tape there's like ticker tape coming out basically it's, it's trying to calculate how strong he is <laughs> <laughs> they can't even calculate his like pounds per square inch <laughs> Like There's just, always a red light on him for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. They basically have to train him like punch through Cadillacs or something. I don't know. That's what they're getting at there. But then, but then, you know, Rocky, of course, he ends up getting to take on this fight with Ivan Drago, but he has to do it on his turf. So he yeah. flies to to USSR um, or wherever they film this. I don't know, some snowy place, and uh, he ends up training sort of in au naturel, au naturel, very holistically, yeah. right? And uh, by doing what we were talking about earlier, there's the saw on fire, sawing. Hearts on Fire on Doctor? Nah, I don't have Hearts on Fire. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Hearts on Fire. Go look it up. Great song. (laughs) Great montage if you go look it up. Brilliant training montage. This is the peak of Rocky training montages. And, yeah, so he's, like, in a barn, and he's doing these sit-ups from, like, under his knees, and he's gone fully like vertical but upside down and he's doing (laughs) sit-ups like that it's wild and he's doing it with like shit attached to him oh is this this sounds like it yeah skip ahead a little bit so 80s fucking brilliant this song is good man this holds up (laughs) anyways that's that's hearts on fire Hearts on fire. Oh. You know the oh strong desire. Anyway. I think that was also Survivor, wasn't it? Uh, maybe it was the guys who made Eye, uh, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah. Then, it, uh, but oh yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it was so. them as yeah. well. So anyway, uh, brilliant song, brilliant montage, and uh, you got to see it if you haven't. It's just wild. It's wild. He's like on <laughs> the top of a mountain in Siberia, like doing his. his it's Rocky a pure pose. form because it he does a really good job. Because before it was like, okay, here's Carl Weathers training, mm-hmm. barely training in the first one, and it's like yeah. it showed the opposites of them. This one was like intense opposites because it was color opposites. You had red and blues. Yeah, you know what I mean. You had. Uh, machine science and naturalistic and it's weird like I find this I always find that those concepts weird because there's always this machine is evil in our in like in any movie, a lot of the movies we watch, machine and technology is generally evil. Interesting juxtaposition, yeah. But natural is generally um, good, yeah, and and wholesome, and, and and this is the way it's meant to be. Yep. But yet, it's the science and the technology that has saved more lives than anyone else in my mind. And it's just as a technology, yeah. like, as an IT guy who my entire career is based on technology, <laughs> it's like, wow, I feel a little attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, true, man. Yeah, you'd be the one training Drago, I'm sure. Yeah. I'd be my, my, my IT guys would be like, the paper's not coming out. Fix yeah, out the, the paper that tells us how strong the ticket tape. The dot matrix printer, get it going so we can see how strong Drago is. Where is Adam? We must get him in here to calculate the strength of this man. <laughs> That's what they would say. So anyway. If the ticket system breaks, the ticket system breaks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they get some of those lines in here too. So, of course, when Rocky and Drago first meet on stage, so the only line Ivan utters to him is, I must break you. I must break you. <laughs> One of the greatest lines. It's so good, man. Sorry. And it, it's memed even nowadays. Oh, like yeah. It's, it's just kept going and, going and going. I will break you. Now, what's really cool about this fight, though, is what Rocky has basically done is trained just to be like, I guess the strategy here is just to be hard as rocks. Like, <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> to that's, be America. So, yeah, to be America, basically. <laughs> 
I do like this because he wears Apollo Creed's American shorts he in this does. one. Yeah, yeah, he does. And it kind of represents, it's, it's kind of a two-way thing where he represents the U.S. Yep. and he's representing Apollo yeah. Creed, who represented the U.S. And it, it does turn out to be a pretty badass fight, but but early on, though, uh, Ivan is clearly, like, having trouble. Like, he's hurting himself more than he's hurting Rocky by punching him, and he says something like, he's not, he's not a man or something like that. Like, <laughs> And then slowly throughout the fight, throughout each round, Rocky begins to win over the Russian crowd yeah and it gets to the point where they're cheering for him and that was a cool element to it well, i think it's because drago was fighting a little dirty like yeah. just just a wee bit yeah yeah, yeah. um was, he was fighting with like ill intent and right so rocky is like you know what legitimacy kind of won them yeah. over yeah yeah I, I think just that persona and uh, anyway so he ends up getting one over the he wins over the crowd and then he and then he beats uh ivan drago so he beats and, communism and, yeah he basically that's in the, the f right after that the fall of the berlin wall there you go <laughs> so it just the iron if, curtain came crashing down if you can change and i can change yeah we can all change i'll tell you this i guarantee fucking t gorbachev saw this film and was also rooting for rocky before, before <laughs> the, the higher curtain came. i guarantee fucking t it and if you weren't convinced that you should be friends with america this is probably the film that did it man i'm telling you i'm telling you i will admit this has now set up one of my favorite um uh follow-up character arcs interesting in creed 2 who, with who uh, in Creed, oh, two. With, with with Ivan Drago's son, yeah, Victor yeah. Victor Drago yeah. and Ivan, they both come back. In fact, yeah, it, we'll get to that now actually because uh, we gotta get really quickly through Rocky Five because we're not gonna spend a lot of time there. Oh, good, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is this one breaks the mold in a couple ways. First off. This is a Rocky without uh, sort of a title fight on stage. So yeah. it doesn't, it never happens. It never comes to fruition. Also, or in a ring. They rally. were angry at the Rocky series for no longer being like about the streets. Right. Um, so he tried to bring it back to the streets. Yeah. Now, and then it also broke the mold again by actually coming five years following its predecessor, Rocky Four. So previously, it was every three years. Every three years, they come out with a new Rocky. Yeah, film. you're right. It's the first yeah. one to kind yeah. of break that mold. Sure, uh, right. So Rocky Five, and this was actually the last one you saw for 16 years. If that's any indication, just how uh, oh, it did it not did. resonate with people. Box office wise, it only pulled in about a third of what Rocky Four did, yeah. which is pretty shocking. I'm not gonna lie, this was the hardest movie for me to find to watch. So did you actually end up watching it all the way through? No. Okay. So, I'm going to after this because uh, my brother's like, you need to watch this because then I'm going to show you something after. Right, <laughs> right. Now, what I can say, there is kind of a gist of this that we can get to. Um, so basically, he ends up uh, taking on a young Tommy boxer. Gun. Tommy Gun. Tommy so, Machine Gun. So Tommy Machine Gun Kelly. No, I'm just kidding. It's, not, <laughs> actually, it's just Tommy Gun. So it's just Tommy Gun. So anyway... Um, Basically, Rocky has to court Tommy Gunn because he wants to kind of get Tommy as one of his title fighters because he's now moved into like, I don't know. Like, coaching. Yeah, it's a coaching kind of ownership, right? Yeah. And, and anyway, so or a, he's a promoter. He's trying to move into the role of a promoter. That's what they would call it in that yeah. world, right? Anyway, so he ends up moving into this role with Tommy Gunn. And uh, and the relationship ultimately um, tur turns to sour. Yeah. And, and Tommy Gunn actually turns on him. And then um, there's actually a fight between Rocky and Tommy Gunn at the end of the film, but it is a street fight, right? It like, is a street this is fight. Not, yeah, this is not a, a title fight. This isn't, you know, there's not there's not a you know ten thousand people watching or whatever. This is actually just a, a, a promoter fighting his boxer <laughs> in the middle of the street. Just fucking like I'm gonna lay you out right here now. So anyway, and um, let's see a, a vision. <laughs> it's hard to even say. Oh, this. the the so there's. Mickey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Rocky's getting his ass kicked. And there's a vision of Mickey 
who shows up to encourage him to win the fight. Yeah. So, and that's actually what what causes Rocky to be able to win this fight uh, against Tommy. So fucking dumb. So, <laughs> so fucking dumb. It's incredible, dude. Oh my god. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as it kind of has the like the history of being like the the legend of Rocky Five being so bad. It's not as bad as its legend would let you to believe it is. Yeah. But it sure as shit ain't a good movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I would say it's. It's. You know, every every series has to have like a bottom film. You know what I mean? <laughs> every series, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek. Uh, I don't know Transformers. There's a few bottoms. There's a few bottoms. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but you know, every series has to have that bottom. Marvel, right? There's ones in yeah. Marvel. Anyway, this, this is Rockies. Don't you goddamn dare! Don't you goddamn dare! <laughs> Don't you dare. It was the worst box I will, office. I will lose my goddamn mind. It was the worst well, box office. Well, you're all office. wrong. You're all wrong. <laughs> so the, the audience score is great, and people love that movie, so you're missing out. It's the best Star Wars in Star Wars. I still hold to that. So anyway, um, so yeah, th- this is uh, this is a departure for the series, and unfortunately, uh, because of diminishing box office return, they did not do another Rocky for some time. Yeah. For some time. So then I just but minimized it for no reason. then they came back with Balboa. Yep. Which was Way better than it had any right to be. Abso-fucking-lutely. I actually didn't like this movie when I was younger, when really? I first watched it. Okay. Um, it was it was too, I don't want to say philosophical, but it was a relationship about a dad and his son. That's and right. And I was not old enough to really, like, understand it. Well, and So I thought it was boring. Like, where's the fights? Yeah. There wasn't as many fights. Yeah. And it was a lot more older people living, like, it was a story about, um, him just he was telling stories of uh, his past time and he, it's him coming to uh, realization that his time is done yeah he's done he's coming to an end this is his one last piece of glory that's all he's ever gonna get yeah and he, it's it's him coming to realization he doesn't have Adrian there you know his world is an end there he, there's a next generation he's got to pass it off and there's a couple things that happen in here that kind of really kind of really bring the whole story of Rocky back around a couple. One of them is him reconnecting with the son. Obviously, is it Rocky Junior? Is that yeah, Robert? Robert yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and, and and they basically come back together initially just over the memory of Adrian over over yeah you know, Rocky's wife, Rocky Junior's mother, and that's initially where they first come together. I think um, Polly passes away in this one. Does he later on? He, I believe, he passes away in this one. Yeah. Oh, I don't so, know. So I thought he died is, off screen between this and. Uh, uh, and Creed. No, I think he starts in this one. He's he's actually still kind of going. In he's this he's one. in this one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Quite a so, bit. But no, he passes away in this one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Paulie does. Yeah. And um, maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember him dying. I but. don't remember. Anyway, and then um, so Rocky still has, he says he's still got some fight in him. He's still ready to get out there and fight a little bit more. Yeah. This also has the best. Like one of those incredible motivational speeches that you can oh watch anywhere on YouTube with, I, with his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes life's gonna beat you. The yeah, I fuck it. What yeah, a yeah. great speech. and and no what matter no matter how many times you get beat back down, doesn't matter. All that matters is that you get back up. Right. Yeah. Like that's and and it's no the, one's gonna beat you as much as life will. Yeah. No. Remember how I said earlier there was a Rocky film, Rocky one that was written like like end to beginning. This one started, was probably written with that first. And then it was all written around that. Right. Cause it really seems it, like it was also a good one. Cause it was, it was the son talking about, and it kind of reminds me of the kind of world we live in now, which is there's a, a the son is sort of victimizing himself yep. as like, well, no, it's your name. That's holding me down. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's your shadow. It's in, and Rocky's like, no, life's going to kick your ass. Yeah. Don't go blame other people. You get back up and you punch back. 
And it was a great lesson. That's right. That's At the right. time, I when I was younger, when I watched it, I'm like, gay. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. You know, don't give me moral advice. Now, as an adult, I'm like, that's, a, that's some, that's some good you hard know shit. every corporate boardroom in all of Canada has played this video multiple times? <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. Right after doing a line? Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. We don't do lines. We just watch this, and then we talk about other shit. So, like, <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, it's a pretty brilliant speech. If nothing else, watch it for that. And then, of course, uh, you know, I wish I could tell you the name of the boxer. He ends up challenging the current heavyweight champ. Anyway, Rocky, Dan, Dan, wasn't it Dan, like uh, uh, Dixon? Dixon, yeah, Dixon, like, yeah, Dixon, yeah. yeah. So Dixon, uh, to increase his own popularity, ends up agreeing to a, a an exhibition match between yeah. himself and Rocky Balboa. Rocky does end up training, although you know, I wish I could tell you who trains him in this one. Uh, it's mostly just himself. Yeah, isn't it? So yeah. but he, he's talking about he's got hurting bombs. He's still got some hurting bombs, right? That's what he's going to train to do is just throw some heavy, heavy punches, which he does. Yeah. And then and then a fully roided out Sly ends Holy up on stage. Shit. Yeah, with Dixon at the age of 60. It just, yeah, it just starts taking him apart. And it's a I thought he had worms show. in his body wiggling around. Oh, dude, the veins, bro. Oh. Woo. <laughs> I mean, not attractive. That did not look I mean, healthy. Do you know how many, how many, like, veins, how much blood it takes to keep those muscles oh. pumping? It was so, so gross. So many, so many veins. Anyway, he ends up getting beat. So as a sort of echo of barely, the original Rocky barely, film. barely, and it, it turns out to be, um, it's it was a split decision. decision. Yeah, it was yeah, a split, split decision. decision. Yeah, yeah. So uh, interesting way for it to end. But yeah, strategy in this one was hurting bombs. Didn't pan out for him. And, it made uh, sense. It was kind of like the first one. He got he got his his another night. He got his last five minutes of fame. Yeah. That he's ever gonna get. But honestly, like I could see why they chose to end it the way they did because I mean it would be kind of like, like humiliating for this young boxer to have gotten his ass kicked by a 60 year old man <laughs> well this whole movie was about passing off to the next generation yep, absolutely. that's what this is all about yeah. and the fact that he lost and in doing so he passed on the legacy to this new generation that's this right. new guy dixon um I, I i don't know but this is this was an amazing way to end the the franchise i thought so if there was not a number five yeah this would have been one of the best franchises just right there totally like a near perfect franchise yeah totally it was impressive yeah so we had a lot of good movies up till then five and then this this being uh sort of the way it caught itself uh still not a huge box office return on this one although i did i i do recall it doing relatively well for itself yeah I, at that time yeah so uh and then we go for some time this was the last of the sort of you know called the double trilogy yeah of the original rocky films and then we actually move into um uh creed. creed so the series that we're actually in right now or at least we just saw the third one i'm an idiot so i had never watched creed until we decided to do this yeah uh, my brother told me it was really good mm. um he's into this like he, he loves this shit he used to he used to box yeah so he's an all in all in and uh he told me to watch it. i never really did because I, I never really cared for the rocky series like, yeah all that much like they're fun but they're not like they're not my favorite movies of all time yeah um and then i watched this I'm like holy shit creed is just slamming yeah Great films. It is so good. Great it, films. It is, to me, it's better than the first Rocky. It's what the Rocky 1 tried to be, Yep, but better. Yeah, I, I would actually ways. agree with that. I would actually agree with that. In fact, um, yeah, from, from a character standpoint, from a character development standpoint, this has, you know, some ways that it's different. It has a female, a main female sort of protagonist that kind of stands on her own, right? Yeah. She's fighting her own battles, right? She's she's winning handily on her own, right? You have, of course, uh, Michael B. Jordan playing Adonis Creed, the son of Apollo Creed. Although, I, I guess, quote-unquote illegitimate, although he did inherit the name, he did get the name Adonis, which is very close to Apollo. They're both Greek gods, yeah. right? So it's just interesting that, that that kind of panned out the way that it did, right? Yeah, I'm sure so. the, the the mom wanted the time. Yeah, to, to kind of honor that, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so and then and then in many ways throughout the three films, and we'll get into it here a little bit with the first one. He's kind of exploring just how close that connection is with Apollo Creed, right? And and he doesn't start off a, bo- a, a, a boxer, at least not a good boxer. Yeah. So is where we start off in Creed One. So you watched it very recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So why, why don't you lead the lead the way on this one? It's it's a great one because he's very clearly trying desperately. Early on, he's like, I don't have a dad. Mm-hmm. Like he he tries desperately to avoid his dad, but the problem is, is his dad's fame keeps. It's kind of that same story from Balboa, where he it's that I'm living under my dad's shadow. Yeah, and he refuses to use his dad's name. He's raised by his not mom, but like his adopted mom, who is yeah. Creed's or Apollo's actual wife. Yes. Um. So the one he cheated on to yeah. have this kid. So what a strong woman yeah. to be willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. An um, absolute saint in, in the course of these films. Yeah. An absolute saint. Yeah. Um. She's the, she's a true hero here. Actually played by uh, Felicia Rashad. Who is that? So you know her from the Cosby show. Oh, yeah, Mama yes. Cosby. She was Mama Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely fucking brilliant, that woman. Oh, yeah. She, she is just so good throughout this entire show. She series. is. She, yeah. She's the true hero here. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. But she, she's awesome. And she's like, no, you don't want to fight. Like, she, she's trying to create a legacy. She's like, your dad worked and died, and this is dangerous so that you could live a better life. Go get an education. Go sit at a desk. Be safe. Yeah. It's the right choice. And he's like, he's trying to, he's like, I hate my dad. I don't want my dad's legacy, but it keeps calling him. Yeah. It keeps pulling him in. That's right. And he just can't resist it. Yeah. And so he leans into it, but he still is refusing to take the name the whole time. Uh, no, I'm fighting under Johnson. I fight under Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I love the line where he's given an opportunity, kind of like Rocky was. Um, you get to fight the current champ, Duke, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, Tony Little Duke. Yeah. Duke, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Tony. Tony Managed by his friend. That's Duke. That's his friend. No, no. Um, Stuntman Wheeler. The stuntman. Oh, okay, yeah, he's a he's, wasn't he an English guy or British guy? Or he something? was a British guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a real boxer. Because uh, yeah, he's a real boxer. He's a commentator nowadays. It looks like, and I think his coach in the film wasn't it Graham McTavish. Yeah. Actor? Oh my god, yeah, I love fucking Graham great actor. I oh. love this guy. I want his beard. Oh God, I want his accent. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so yeah, he he goes on this fight and he's there. They go, hey, you can get a chance at the belt, just like Rocky did. Yeah, because you know they're kind of in the same same spot as in from Rocky one. Um, except if you want to do that, you have to take the name Creed. Yeah, and he's thrashing against his dad like a teenager. Yeah. like no, fuck my dad's name. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. taking. I'm going to fight on my own terms. And then his girlfriend kind of. Goes up to him like, that's bullshit. Don't be like, look, look at yourself. Yeah, you're being trained by Rocky Balboa because of your relationship yep. with your dad. Yeah, you're picking and choosing when to take your dad's name. That's right. Take his name. Own that's it. Right. It's yours. Yeah. And finally, he's like, oh, you know what? I am my dad. I'll I'll take ownership of the name. I'll take yep. ownership of who I am. Yeah. And so it was kind of a discovery of who he is. Is he his dad? Is he not his dad? Right. Who is he? And finally, this is the point where he takes. He's like. No, I, I, even though I'm fighting against my dad, I'm not doing a very good job. Gotcha. Of it. gotcha. And so he does take on the name, go, goes and does the fight. And yeah. Yeah. Wins, wins the day. Oh, yeah. no. He loses this one, just like in Rocky 1. Yeah, he loses the fight at the end of the day, just like in yeah. Rocky 1. So kind of repeating that, right? But he does prove himself in the process. And he's yes. still very junior by the time he gets to that bout, right? He's not an experienced boxer. The first boxing match they actually show with him in a film is the one in Mexico, like T1 yeah. or something. Well, he had done a bunch of like illegitimate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like what I mean. This is exactly Rocky 1. Yep. But instead of a guy oh, coming yeah, from Rocky nowhere. Oh, yeah, Rocky 1, he fights Spider at the beginning or whatever. He fights, yeah, yeah, yeah I forget yeah, his name, yeah. yeah. Instead of... 
instead of Rocky, who Rocky came from nothing and is getting his shot, this guy didn't come from nothing, but it's a, it's a thing of fighting legacy. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny because it's a first movie in its legacy where it's kind of fighting off its past legacy as right. the Rocky movies. Right. So it, it, twi- it puts a twist on that for the new thing. But overall, the whole underdog story. Yeah. It's hard to say whether or not he's an also, underdog. Also a very modern take on, on that story as well. And, and of course, this is directed by the brilliant uh, Ryan Coogler, who also did the screenplay. Uh, Ryan Coogler, of course, the f- one who did the original Black Panther film, along with the original them. Black Panther stri- script. Yeah, I guess he did do both of them at this point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he also did. He also ended up going on to do Creed 2 as well. Yeah. But uh, brilliant director. Uh, another way that this is notable, um, you know, so we're, we're moving in now to, so this came out 2015? Uh, yeah. And uh, and I like that we're moving into mainstream films now. Uh, this sort of paving the way even for for you know what came just a little bit after, which is like Black Panther, which is a black directed film, black written film, predominantly black cast. Very very cool. Yeah. Uh, very interesting to see this sort of take over in the box office. And then of course Ryan Ryan Coogler's Black Panther came along a couple of years yeah. later and just absolutely just shredded the box office and, and really showed yeah. off Michael B. Jordan two movies in a row oh. where he's just killer. Oh, I mean, a really. It, it, like you feel the character just building up a leading man, just yeah. building up a leading man. And Michael B. Jordan, of course, is now, I mean, there's been all kinds of rumors about where he's headed from here. We'll get into that later, but yeah, yeah just uh, what a brilliant fucking guy. And, um, yeah. So by the end of the Creed one, he obviously loses. Uh, but again, but again, much like Rocky one, like you were saying, this is the beginning of an actual career. Right? Yeah. So he's basically, he's basically on track now. So then Creed two came out. I, I will have to admit, I oh. love Rocky in the Creed series and the two movies that he's in. Oh, totally. Especially this first one. Totally. This He's wise and he still says dumb shit. Like there's a part in him where he says like, we're not family, we're just a trainer. He's like, why did you say that? Like yeah. he's clearly a flawed man who's learned so many good lessons in his life and he's clearly providing good advice. He's a really good dad figure. Everyone needs this yeah, guy right. to give you that pep talk you you're need. You're right, yeah, yeah. And he's so. got great pep talks. Like, oh, the, the lines he has in this should be quoted more. Oh, totally. They are very pep talky. They're as good as the ones he gave in Balboa and like yeah. Rocky Balboa. And he plays such a good role in that, but he's not perfect. He says dumb shit. Yeah. Every once in a while, he, he'll say dumb shit. Like, why? And you can see him. He's like, as soon as he does it, he's like, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I should have said that. Uh, and so, like, you feel for him. Like, you're like, yeah. you're, he's an idiot, lovable lunk who is, knows his time has passed. And he's just sort of on, the, at the start, he's just sort of on the planet waiting for death. Yeah. Like he doesn't really have it in him to live. Yeah. He's just, he doesn't quite have it in him to kill himself either. Right, right. Obviously, Michael B. Jordan characters comes and kind of gives him a few extra years oh, of Oh, totally, life. totally. But I think he's a great character, and I think he has a lot of good wisdom. Yeah. Like, true wisdom that works for, like, you and I in real life. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that continues on in Creed 2 as well. So uh, this is also so this came out in uh, 2018, so just three years after the first, which has my favorite character story of all of them. That's interesting. Even I though can't... Creed one's my favorite, this yeah, one yeah. has my favorite. Victor, Victor, and Ivan. Oh my god! I love yeah, that yeah. A lot. And this is cool dynamics of Victor, of course, being the son of Ivan Drago. So coming over to do this big fight now, this big title fight with with Apollo Creed. Now, at the, by the beginning of this film, Apollo Creed is the champ, correct? Yeah, it starts yeah. off. He's the champ. Yeah, so yeah. He's, so somewhere between the first and second film, he's become the champ, which I thought was an interesting way to kind of kick. I it think off. they just did a quick little montage of him like yeah. beating up a few guys, yep. showing him go, rise to the top. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was brilliant. I really like that. Yeah. 
So I thought that it was a cool way to kind of catch you up on what he's doing. And then, of course, uh, early on in the film, it gets to this, 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 you know, high tension fight between him and, um, and Victor. Victor, yeah. And of course, this is uh, uh, obviously recalling back to the big fight between Victor's father and his father, right? Which did not end so well in Rocky IV. And uh, definitely, they play on it. Oh, totally. Because I think there's a moment where they think that he's dead and they're like, is he dead on the, on the ground? After Victor takes him out, yep. lays him out, and they really play a role because I think he even has a little bit of a, a jump, just like uh, Apollo did. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he he definitely like he loses the, the first fight hard. Yeah, but he <laughs> gave like when he fell on the ground, he gave the small body twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they, they, they were definitely playing on it uh, for sure, for sure. So they definitely wanted you to think that that, that Creed was going to be out, but but not so, not so. He does recover and uh, and then he goes on and and I think in this one they also do a very good job of. Um, so he's at a low point, obviously following that loss because he was the champ. He's no longer the champ. He's officially lost. And then no, he-, he technically didn't lose that fight. Uh, Drago, um, Victor Drago, did an illegal hit on him as the last hit. Oh, that's so right. He lost that's by why he's goading about it. He's goading about it afterwards and still trying to challenge Creed to another bout. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, so anyway, after some time, so Creed ends up agreeing to the bout, and then of course, yeah, uh, they 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 get to fight a second time. But that's. Honestly, I don't give a shit about Michael like um, Adonis's storyline or Balboa or anything. I cared more about Ivan and Victor, specifically Victor. Yeah, Victor is a standout character in this, mm-hmm. where you can tell it's. It, I love it because it's it's almost like these two characters, Adonis and Victor, are puppets of yeah. their of of past generations. Yep, of, of the legend, and they're just going through the motions. Obviously, Adonis breaks past his legend. Yep. He breaks past the shadow. Whereas before, he kind of accepted the name. Now, he went beyond the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, Victor kind of did the same thing where you real And I, I love... Oh, my God. This movie's so fucking good. I don't know if I like it more than one, but it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, they, I love the story arc where it's all about, they talk about it throughout the entire movie. It was like, I should have thrown in the towel yeah. to save uh, Apollo. Yeah. And it's about... It's about um, be willing to lose the fight to save the ones you love. Yeah. It's not about the fight. It's about the ones you love. And obviously Ivan Drago lost everything and he's kind of throwing his kid to the wolves yeah. with the, the oligarchs and everything right. in Ukraine. Cause he lost everything. And he's kind of living. And, it, and Victor's resentful. It. He's resentful toward all of that. He's actually angry at his father. No, for, I, for re-engaging with the ad. You know, he, he is storms out of the dinner, right? He is, he's and, angry at his yeah. mom. Yeah. He, he, I think he has a lot of respect for his dad and he doesn't want yeah. to let his dad down. Yeah. I think what it is, is he's angry at his dad because he doesn't feel like he can live up to what his dad's. I think he's afraid that he can't live up to what his mm. dad's. And he's just going to get, he feels like he's going to get left again. Yeah. He's afraid of feeling the same pain he felt when he was a kid. Right. Um, and he's kind of a machine now, right? Yeah. He didn't really deal with emotions until he sees his mom again. Yep. And he breaks down and that's when you see him get angry. And that's when you can also tell Ivan's like, I lost, you're not going to lose. Like that's what this is all about. Yeah. And I absolutely love that where all of it comes by and Balboa keeps talking about being willing to put it in for the fight. And they're kind of leading you to think that he's going to lose the fight. Totally. Um, and but, that uh, it's he about... Ends, he, he ends up adopting a very rocky strategy. Yeah, he does. Because they have to teach him how to take a fucking punch. To fucking punch. take a punch. <laughs> um, but I do like that they're like, um, you may not win this. And they kind of throw off like, oh, is Rocky going to throw in the towel? Yeah. Right. Should Rocky throw in the towel? And it's this challenge of should Rocky, should Rocky throw in the towel? Because Adonis is like, no, don't throw in the towel. And and he has that, I like, I mean, he's going to fucking die like his father Mm -hmm. because I didn't throw in the towel. And he's got that challenge. And finally, 
um, Ivan ends up throwing in the towel. Yes. So you see a really yes. unexpected, great character growth where Ivan is using his son as a, mach- a mechanism yep. to get his glory back. But then you think that, like they lead you to think that. Yep. But in the last moment, Ivan throws in the towel and when Victor is crying because his mom abandoned him again, he's like, it's okay, you lost. Yep. I still love you. Like, That's you're right. still my son. That's right. I was willing to lose the fight to keep the ones I love. And it was great because Ivan had the character growth. Yeah. And Victor not, I mean, Adonis had some, but sure. not nearly as much. Sure. Oh, my God. What a great twist of, like, character development. Incredible story arc. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's one, uh, almost 30 years in the making. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. So actually, it was 30 years in the making. So, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It, it's such a good, the Victor storyline is so, so good. You can see a broken man. Mm. Well, I think you won me over. I think <laughs> this is my favorite from the it, Creed series. It's yeah. real. Like, it's hard between Creed. Creed 1 is like a masterful to a science de- yep. like launch. But this one, I cared for the character more yeah. than in the other one. Yeah. So I really enjoyed Victor. Like just, I didn't give a shit about Donnie. I mean, I, yeah. Bobo, fine. I didn't give it, even no. Ivan. Eh, as far as Bobo was concerned, this is the sort of official end to his story arc in all of the Rocky and Creed series as well. So, yeah. Because he doesn't appear in Creed 3. However, uh, he does have a very nice ending in this. So where he shows up to, uh, I guess they're, they're saying in the wiki that it's Vancouver. He goes to Vancouver to meet Rocky Jr. And he actually yeah. has to meet his grandson for the first time, his, his grandson Logan. And Logan is probably like 8, 9, 10 something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And and Rocky gets to see him and he has a ball and he plays catch or whatever. So it's just a very beautiful end for for him. He gets to hopefully be grandpa. Yeah, start grandson. a new life. That's with, right. With the last little bits of his life with his family. That's right. So hopefully he's living it out up there. And I'm and amazed they got the same story. actor who played his son too. Yeah, it's so funny. I forgot it was him. And now this the guy is the, from Heroes. Yeah, uh, and he's also the dad from um freaking uh This Is Us. Is he? Jack. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember from Heroes. And uh, he's brilliant in both. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's a great actor, but anyway, I, f- I forgot it was him though. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Very interesting. So that is the end of Rocky Balboa storyline. However, yeah. number we, 2 is definitely the best Cree. It's 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 a challenge between 1 and 2. Yeah, I would I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there. But so I I really liked 3 though, and I know mechanically you were, you were less 1 on was that, better. Two was character. Yeah. So I like, so Rocky, uh, Rocky, Creed 3. So this spoiler warning again, spoiler yeah, warning. Yeah, because we're actually watching, this is a new movie that just came we out. We went so. and saw it just to be able to do this shit. Yeah. So that's why we went and saw it. We wanted, we wanted to be on with this. We wanted to make sure to go all through the series and be completely caught up to where it's at present day. And that's why we did it. And um, Creed 3. So it just came out uh, last week. We went and saw it. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my initial thoughts on the film. Uh, I really, really liked it. I quite liked it, as a matter of fact. Uh, I would actually, I mean, all of the Creed films are very quality, so it's always hard for me to kind of cross-compare. I mean, maybe this is the 80% to the 95% of Creed 1 and and the 98% of Creed 2. You know, like, it's (laughs) it's hard to compare because it it really is just shades of greatness, in my opinion. Um, What they did in this, though, was I felt it, it was original for the Rocky and Creed series. I really liked that they took a character and worked him into a story arc that, actually forced the this character. is rocky f- three and five put together ish yeah <laughs> but uh but i like that this was somebody who had um a history with with adonis creed so they never took anyone who had history with rocky boboa and then reinserted them into the film and forced him to confront something from his past i, I think that yeah i think that's good but I, I don't know why but it felt uh, like Deus Ex character. Like I felt like they were forcing the history in there. I could see that. It didn't feel organic. It felt like well, we no, no, need no, no. you to he, feel the drama no, so we force this in. The very first scene 
and the original one has a, a young Adonis Creed in Juvie. Yeah, but I don't know why. I just, I, it felt forced. Their relationship felt forced. Uh, the relationship did, but in many ways it was forced. Well, so. oh, no, see, the relationship, okay, I mean, like, the history yeah. part of it. The relationship, I always felt it was weird because, like, these guys are friends, and yet every time they're together, like, on scene, you could fucking cut the tension in the air with a fucking knife. Well, it turns out that there's a reason for <laughs> There's that, a reason right? for that, So, yeah. and uh, and then, of course, the Creed three starring, uh, of course, Michael B. Jordan, and then the brilliant Jonathan Majors. You could also see him oh, in the Jonathan brilliant, Majors. amazing, awesome Marvel action film, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, <laughs> the one Adam loves so much. And uh, he's fucking brilliant as one of the Kangs. Yeah, so I'll yeah. just say that, one of the Kangs. So you he's... can go see it and enjoy him in that. And I, um, I, I found him, discovered that guy in... Um, uh, not Cthulhu country, um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft country. country. Yeah. And he's I loved him ever since. Yep. Yep. So he's a, uh, he's a pretty brilliant guy. Actually. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Uh, built like a, like a brick shit. House, Holy you know? shit. Jesus Christ. These guys in this film, man. Uh, that's one thing I got to add real quickly is between like Rocky one. And I, it, it kind of led me down like the path of watching, uh, looking at old pictures of like old boxers, whereas bo- boxers back then were kind of like, just fat dudes. Bulky. Yeah, yeah. Bulky. Like, they're more my body type. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, like, half their weight from their punches right. came from fat, not, right. like, raw muscle yeah, and yeah. technique. And as you kind of go through, you can see even Rocky getting, like, leaner and oh, dude, ripped. By Rocky four, he's, he's insanely just, cut, dude. Oh, my God. You could, like, like his, oh, the... He's so ripped. Like, you can see the tone of every oh, yeah, muscle. Yeah. He's down to, like, 1% body fat yeah. in Rocky four. And in these movies, yeah, the yeah. Creed ones... Holy shit. These guys are huge. They're just huge. They're not even huge because he's only like 170 something. Who? Uh, Adonis Creed in uh, in Creed oh, 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like I, 170 something. But Michael B. Jordan, what is he? He's like 5'8 or 5'9 or something. Six foot. No, he's not. He's six that's, foot. That's false. That's the internet lying he to is us, my six friend. There's foot. no way he's six foot. That's why Victor's so insane because he's six foot and Victor towers over him. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, he's a huge man then. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Jonathan Majors maybe has an inch or two on him, maybe. Yeah, probably. Uh, if that, but yeah, both both just huge, absolutely huge guys in this. Um, so Jonathan Majors, of course, playing his long-lost friend who went to juvie, stayed in juvie, ended up in prison because of priors, right? And then he yeah. gets out 18 years later. He, comes, uh, he doesn't come expressly looking for help, but he's got a plan. Yeah. He's got a plan. I don't know. Play. I don't feel like Damien was the kind of guy that had this plan from the beginning. I kind of feel like he just thought of every step along the way as the step happened so the spoil again spoiler warning here so you think that by the time they get to like the dinner like maybe that's just a, a crime of opportunity kind of yeah I, I obviously he pre-thought that moment out yeah i think that's very obvious yep. um but i think the when he went when he went to go meet adonis he wasn't looking for i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get the heavyweight belt i think he was looking kind of what and here's the deal Kind of what um, um, Adonis did with Balboa. Yep. He's looking to do with Creed. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? Because And and obviously uh, gives him the shot because he got the shot from Balboa. So this is a reversal role. Yep. Right? And I didn't think of it as he was, you know, he really wanted to fuck with the system. I think he just wanted his shot. The problem is his life was a harsh one. Yeah. And so as a fighter, he's a dirty fighter and a harsh person. Yeah. So he basically learned how to box in prison. So or yeah. at least or at least that's that's his most he was prior golden glove, I guess, as a youth, but then he, you know, went to prison, sort of took on his 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 career in there. And um 
Yeah, so Damian Anderson, the friend, he he wants a shot at the title coming right out of prison. He wants to be a top boxer. He feels like he needs to pick up his life right where he left off, get all these nice things that, that yeah. Adonis Creed has. I lost my time. I want my time back. Exactly. And he's very aggressive in getting it, it turns out. The first fight, he ends up um, basically committing crime to get a title fight early on with a, with a boxer that yeah. Adonis is promoting from his own gym. Right. Yeah. And uh, that was a little bit shocking. So because obviously the one who loses there is uh, Victor, uh, Victor uh, Drago. Because that's who the fight was. Originally oh, because he be lost against. it. He got, he got, he got his, his hand, hand shattered yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the party. Yeah. So and then, of course, I did love that he came back because they kind of had oh, totally. that relationship before totally. and they'd kind of come to terms. And I think I think this movie missed out. There's a deleted scene that's famous online now from Creed 2. Oh, from Creed 2. Yeah, from Creed 2 where he kind of made up with Victor. And there's more like makeup, and there's like okay, we're we're partner, like not partners, but like we we have mutual respect. We're okay That's with awesome. each other. We're okay. That's awesome. And so we're, we're the, not our fathers. We're not our fathers. Yeah. yeah. And so by the time you see them in this movie, that deleted scene makes more sense. Why they're just oh, so totally buddy buddy and, and acceptable. Yeah, it would. I, I would really like to see that. As a matter of fact. Yeah. So now Adonis is no longer fighting, so he ends up putting up uh, his current champ, who is um, Chavez. Chavez. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up putting Chavez up for the bout, and then uh, obviously Dame ends up fighting him, beat the shit out of him, beating put, the shit yeah, out of him. Absolutely, I think he like cuts him with his elbow. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he took some dirty shots in there as well. Yeah. In fact, at one point the ref is saying, "One more, one more of those, I'm, I'm disqualifying you," kind of thing. So he never hits the DQ though. Instead, he just takes this guy apart. Yeah. So it completely ruins the the career of this guy for the time being, and of course, uh, this is not sitting well. With uh, with Adonis, yeah, because he gave this guy a chance, and he clearly fights dirty, and he's yeah. happy he fought dirty. He thought that was okay, and Adonis is obviously a man of you know uh, uh, moral standing. He's yep. like, you fight legit, like you fight legit, but you fight hard. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, when Adonis tries to confront him about this, of course, he says the only way you can beat me is in the ring or something to that effect. Yeah. I don't know. So beat me in the ring, right? So then you know it's coming. The fight has to happen. The betrayal has happened, and then uh, uh, a lot happens though between you know him him sort of confronting Damian Anderson, and of course taking on the fight, and then of course between taking on the fight and the fight itself. Yeah. So very 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 cool film in terms of the character pieces that kind of go around this. Uh, I also appreciate in this that um, so they had the baby in the second one, right? Creed yeah. and uh, his his significant other, and then the girl's older oh, in this yeah. one. And she's so they identify in the second one that she's actually she's she can't she's hear. Deaf. Yeah, she's deaf because that's a condition her mother's de- you know developing as well. Yeah, and uh, and so there's a lot of sign in this one, which I thought was really cool too. And I thought it was really good because it it gave the moments with his daughter with no music, just silence, just right. them, and it felt closer because of it. Right, right. It was it was cool. It was yeah. it was a very um, intimate character piece, I would say. For, yeah, for a father and a daughter in this scenario. Never really saw it in a film before either. I think I've seen it before here and there. Like we saw it in um, not this close, not this intimate, but uh, not Arrow. What was it? The the one with the Halloween one for Hawkeye. I think it was just called Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sonic or whatever her name was. Yeah. Okay. She was deaf. Okay. So, yeah, just a very cool thing. Anyways, they end up doing this big title fight at the end. Um, again, cool battle. Nice fight. I think it's more important than that because I think this entire movie, it's art style changed. Yeah. Oh, big time. Fundamentally changed. Big time. Yeah. It, it poppier colors. Yep. Um, the colors are more intense. The they did slow-mo here and there now. Yeah. Um, the fights are like they feel less real than yeah. Creed one and Creed Two 
felt more like real boxing, dramatized more real boxing. I want to be clear, they're not real boxing. Yeah. Because they, they were a little, had their head up, got hit by a few more hits than they ought to have. Yep. You know, that kind of, unf- you know, it's not quite real. It's a little too, like, you know, no one mm-hmm. would, why is your gloves, like, not, like, yeah. like, just hugging your face the whole time because you want to see the actor's face. Okay, fine. They got a little bit closer. This one felt exactly as what they're talking about as a part of the marketing, which is it, Felt more cartoonish. Actually, there was a couple interesting things there because you mentioned the sort of anime sort of under undercurrent here. Yeah, and there was moments in the first fight, the South Africa one. So where where this is an exhibition match, this is Adonis at his peak, right or thereabouts, and he's fighting in this exhibition match in South Africa. And um, it was really interesting because there was moments where so he's he's about to take a hit and he slowly he looks to the side and he sees the open oh, the opening yeah. for a punch from him a counter watching, punch. like the muscles and yeah and it's so anime like the the slowdown and the him looking and them showing like this open space on on the torso of the yeah. competitor you know what I mean like it was it was very anime you get to slow down and think how how does um Donnie think yeah like yeah how does he process a fight. But it put you in the head of a boxer, too, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I really like that part of it. It's it's about... I found that this one is less about just punch... Like, the fights, even though they talk about the fights leading up to the fights, like, here's the strategy. When you're in the fight, it just felt like two guys punching each other yeah. in various different degrees. This one felt more strategy. Yep. And, like, you... It, you know that, like, scene from um, uh, Sherlock Holmes? That, but obviously toned down to like 2%. <laughs> but like, you know, like... You're talking the second Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I think it's the second one where he's like, punch him. You know, you know. Oh, where they, they both plan out the fights in their head. Oh, no, no. I, and I think it's the first one where he's in like a street fight and he's like, how I'm going to beat these guys? Like, poke this guy in the eye. No, like, I'm thinking of the second one with Moriarty. No, so no. Where they the f- plan out on the waterfall, they plan out that whole battle. In oh, no, 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 no. Fight. Yeah. That, well, that style, but he also does that in the first one, like a street fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, it kind of reminded me of that. Yep. But like brought down to like 10%. Sure, you know, sure. Really, really more relaxed, a little bit more realistic. But they had, uh, they had a lot of anime. Like there was some great things that reminded me of Dragon Ball Z. Um, there is a fight with Damien and, uh, and Donnie. Where they're kind of like, like they're they're punching, they're punching, deflecting, like they're punching while while deflecting over here, and like they're going. It it reminded me of those classic like Dragon Ball Z. And at one point they hit each other at the same time. The the Naruto punch, punch. the Naruto punch. Yeah, (laughs) I don't like Naruto, but I know it's a Naruto punch. Yeah, but like yeah, but they have like these fights. Like even the little more subtle things were because they punched a lot in this one, like back and forth. Even comparison to all the other movies. But it felt like that Dragon Ball Z where they took like the blurs of hands. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, you're right. There was there was single shots that went on for six or seven seconds where it was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And yeah. you're right. So the choreography definitely went to like the next level in this one. So if yeah. nothing else, the fights kind of over the top in this one, right? Compared to the previous, they're ones. not. They're far less realistic. They're far more artistic. Totally, totally. For yeah, sure. but fun to watch anyway. So yeah. they did a good job on them. Uh, the final fight is pretty damn cool. I, I do appreciate that this ends with. You know, some some level of reconciliation, right? Yeah. B- between the two. Um, although, at some point, I, don't, I I still really feel like he did a crime, Dame, by having Victor's hand broken at a party by yeah. an accomplice. That's an actual crime. Like that's not good. I you know suspect I mean? he's probably going back to jail. Maybe. Yeah. And hopefully, this. he's okay with that. Well, there's there's a level of like, listen, I I understand like you're a rough intel. Like there's a realization. Like listen, they kind of went. Don't, we don't blame each other for our for our problems. Like, yeah. he clearly made a lot of bad decisions before getting put in jail. Yep, you know what I mean. So, Donis had doesn't take all the credit for putting him in jail. And that's part of what the weight of this is is um, the weight of do I owe this guy something because he right. went to jail for me. Right. 
uh, no, turns out even he doesn't really fully yeah. believe that and by the end of it. he acknowledges it by the end of it, yeah. 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 So interesting, very interesting. So cool story, though. I really like Jonathan Majors in it, so if nothing else, at least you know, watch it for the characters and the ones they play in the yeah. big fights. I, as, while, as much as I love the cinematography and the color and the art of this, mm-hmm. of this like even just some of their static talking scenes were yeah. beautifully cinematographies, beautiful, beautifully shot. I feel the character and the story which is to me the most important part in most stuff it was lacking therefore yeah. it's it, honestly it's worse than many of the rocky movies right. let alone the creed ones right the creed ones are the two best like they're better than all the other rockies it's probably just above 5 for me Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely rated a little bit better. Um, other things that really resonate with me as well is I don't know how many other movies I'm going to get to watch this year where the title characters, um, title characters, the director, the writers, all of the surrounding characters are black characters and oh, they, yeah. they, they experience growth in and of one another. You know what I mean? There doesn't have to be a white character in there helping to drive that at all, it turns out. Yeah, the film. white savior character. Yeah, yeah, there doesn't have to be any, any white people in there doing that thing, right? And it could still be an amazing film. No, they don't have a like a white villain. They, no. no, they've got none. They're all just supporting characters. That's the beauty of it. So, yeah. And I want them to keep going on this. So I, I, I didn't I, even I, notice. Like, I, I didn't... I, 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 well, no, because it's a good it, film. I don't give a shit. It's, tell you. It's, it's such good characters. It's just a good and, movie. So anyway, it's definitely yeah. not a five. I would, I would say at a bare minimum, it's an eight. Solid eight. Although the other ones obviously rank higher, especially after our conversation yeah. today. I would say for Creed 2. But if you, if, if you know, we'll sort of wrap this up with, with uh, what, what, if we think it's going to survive or not, obviously. But I would say if you haven't gotten in on Creed yet, you don't necessarily have to watch Rocky, although it does help. But Creed is definitely, you know, it's its own story arc as well. Yeah. So you can just enjoy it as well. If you don't want to go all the way back and watch the old ones, you'll still enjoy it. You get something more out of it, but it's just more, not what you need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, all right. So we're, we're kind of, we're at the end here. We're at the end of this franchise. Woo! First of all, give me kind of your, what's your favorite ones and what's your worst ones? Out of all the For, films. First, favorite two. Out of, yeah, all, out nine, of all of them. Nine Fav- films. Yeah, favorite like two and worst two. Um, I'd still have to go. That's a tough one, man. I would say it, it's going to be tough because I would say um, Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky, not the best Rocky. It's my favorite Rocky. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're not voting on what you think is the best movie. You're voting on your favorite. Nah, I'm just, I'm just going to vote on my favorites. I would yeah. say uh, Rocky Four, Creed Two are kind of tied, and then second that would be Rocky Three. But not too far behind, actually. I really like Creed Three. I, I, just, okay. I thought it was a lot better than you're giving it credit for. Yeah, you liked it way more than I did. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I, I, you know, I like your ranking where I'm ranking on what I like, not necessarily what I think is a mechanically yeah, better movie. Yeah. Um, definitely Creed Two. Yep. Um, and then Creed One. Okay, that's my two favorites. They are way better than any of the Rocky stuff. Um, and then worst is definitely Five. Uh, I think we agree there. I, I'm torn, but I kind of don't like Three. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Like I can see where three is divisive. Yeah, yeah, I could see where three is, especially when it comes to like Clubber Lang and. It, that's the only problem is I just didn't feel threatened by him. Totally. So when I was watching, totally. I was like, eh, "This feels empty." <laughs> I was just exhilarated like to see Mr. T. Somebody already knew. Yeah. I, I, obviously, I was not alive in 1982, so I watched it in like 1995, post, maybe post for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, but I was excited to see Mr. T. So, do you think that the Creed movies that where we are today hold up to the ideologies and those pillars that we talked about with the old Rocky? I think uh, I think they evolve and elaborate on that foundation even more. Yeah, honestly, honestly. So I, I think they're all technically better films than than the original Rockies. If you were to just weigh them out as just film, yep, pieces, right? I think they're all better. Um, but I, but I think that they're better because they're informed by what Rocky set 
beforehand. Yes. And I think they take the good pieces of Rocky and they move, they continue to move that forward. And I think they take the bad stuff and, and they just left that in the past. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's brilliant. And the fact that now you have Creed three, which is the first film in this entire franchise out of nine films without uh, Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's mentioned a shadow is certainly there, but he's not featured in the film. Yeah. Fly, right. And it turned out very good. It yes. turned out very good. So it was a bit of a leap of faith on their part to kind of make it happen like that because they know they have to keep driving it forward. And then uh, what comes after is going to be pretty fucking cool, I think. Yeah, what's mostly exciting for me is this is, I think we're both on par. Like, we're ready to see continue, continue this totally. franchise. I, I want more. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Do I think they tripped it a little on three? Yeah, sure. But as you can tell from Rocky Five when Balboa came out, oh, they, they're still... This isn't as deep of a trip. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not about how hard you could punch. Yeah. It's about when you fall down from Creed 3, you pick yourself back up. <laughs> well, no, it turns out you just shop it to Amazon and Amazon picks you up. Is that what happened? So, well, part of the way that this is going to proliferate in the future that we know of is they're actually shopping uh, an episodic deal to yes. Amazon. Uh, it's not what I'm mostly excited for. There is rumor, it's very light rumor, that they want to do an anime based on Creed. Oh hell yeah! I'm in, dude. Fuck I'm yeah. in, dude. Oh yeah. my god! You just, just, yeah, you just, you just That'd hit me right sick, here, man. I can't wait to hear what studios they're you're hitting. Into. All of the guys that I like, all, all the workout guys that I know, yeah, all they're they they would love it because they're all Dragon Ball Z, you know, Samurai Shampoo. I would love to see that fans. because you could actually do the voiceover with like, I know he's gonna throw a right hook, and I know I can counter <laughs> with my left arm, and like they, I know they're gonna do all that shit. Yeah, so that's that'd be cool. the, the, the action lines with yeah. the. Like, yeah. And you could feel that with this third movie. You could feel like it feels okay to do in this yeah, other movie. Totally, totally. Uh, I, I love it. I'm all for it. I want more. I'm ready. I, I think it's cool as hell. And then they also kind of set up the uh, storyline. Uh, obviously, Creed's daughter becomes very interested in boxing. Is yeah. it Maya? Amaya? Uh, Amara? I thought it was B. Uh, no, Bianca's his wife. I'm just making it all up. Yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't really know. I don't really know. So, but anyway, they could they could definitely go like the 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 female boxing route as well, which yeah. is pretty cool. So, a lot of ways they could take the it. The Death Fighter. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, lots of cool ways that they could take it. Um. So yeah, I would say this series holds up, and I think it needs to keep going. Agreed. So, absolutely survives. Cool. So that rests. The Rocky franchise. Yes, there it we does. go. Rocky slash Creed franchise. So moving into playing and or watching. Pow. And what the hell's going on in the world? What are we doing? What are we playing? What are we watching? What are we reading? I'm not going to lie. This was a tough week because uh, Rocky dominated, huh? Is what I've been doing the last week. I, as soon as we started talking about this, I, I hadn't seen a lot of the Rocky movies in a while. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I got to go back and watch them all. But, um, I, okay. Uh, I went to go see Monster Jam yesterday. How was that? I honestly, do you know what Monster Jam is? Did they smash some cars? Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Monster, monster trucks, people. Monster trucks, yeah, monster trucks. Honestly, I was underwhelmed. That's not good. No. I you shouldn't go to Monster Jam and be underwhelmed. I know. I was underwhelmed. They I, fucked up. I don't know what it is, but like, okay, maybe I just expect more from engineering. Yeah. Because like we have some wild ass engineering in our right. world now with like high, super cool technology. Like we've got dragsters, we got all this crazy stuff that I've right. seen in my life. And the jump, they don't jump nearly as high as i'd like them to interesting i mean they jump high like they'll they jump two three times like two times my height maybe three times it's not much get, i mean it's it's a lot 18 to 20 feet yeah it's it's a lot but i want a 50 foot jump when i'm sitting back in a in a you know a seat really far back yeah. it looks like toy trucks mm. it's just like it was a little underwhelming was it a full stadium yeah it was a the ford the ford oh no okay ford field ford field yeah oh no shit 
Yeah, it, it was it was the whole thing. But I don't know. They like they it just wasn't that impressive. There's only only honestly the Gravedigger one at one point. Holy shit. The only cool thing he did, like everyone else did really stuff. And the, the times they were going to do cool stuff, they failed at doing it. I it can't was believe Gravedigger's still around. It's a family. Oh, no shit. Yeah. They're they're all like a family line that that drives the car. There's got to be a documentary about this somewhere. Oh, I'm sure Yeah, there's got to be. Di- it'd be the most fascinating fucking documentary. It's got to be. An entire family of people and their whole lineage is about driving Gravedigger. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, man. The whole family. I want to see it. I it it'd see be it. so cool. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, some, some lady who was driving um, like a recreation of the Warthog from Halo. Which is <laughs> really cool. That's fucking cool. That's awesome. Uh, there was one. But expensive, so I'm sure they didn't destroy it. No, I didn't get that destroyed. Yeah. Um, and then there was uh, one named like Bakugan Dragonoid. Really? Yeah. And it's named after the show Bakugan. So it was like red and sort of segmented looking or? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Uh, very, very inspired by that. It was like, okay, that's pretty cool. What like a weird cross promo. Well, yeah. What a weird thing. How bizarre. Yeah. But it, I don't know. I was underwhelmed by their tricks because yeah. the things that I thought were cool were accidents. They didn't mean to do them. Oh. And like there was one where they tipped on the side and they're trying to write themselves. Yeah. And they're just like, kind of like, you know, when you're, when a human's on the side, they go, the yeah. you know, that kind of thing where they're just spinning their feet and walking around a circle. Yep. Imagine that, but on tires and they're okay. just spinning around yeah. and they're just trying to right themselves because they accidentally tipped. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool. I want to see this. And then they don't get them. They never get back up. And then what happens is any times, like anytime the car, like very few of them did like backflips and stuff. Yeah. Because I guess even to today's standard, we haven't figured out how not to flood an engine when it goes upside down for a moment. Oh. So like a lot of these car, these trucks just their transmissions broke. They just oh yeah, they couldn't just go. die. Yeah, they got to take them out. I, mean, I get it. They're taking a lot of forces. Yeah, I totally understand that. But I don't know. I, I just figured monster trucks would have come a long way since I was a kid. Yeah, I figured the technology would improve. They'd be them. just all electric battery run by now. Oh, with that'd like be no speakers fun. Speakers making the engine noise. That'd be no fun. <laughs> the sound of those cars in a closed stadium like that. Oh, it must be insane. Oh, it sounds yeah. amazing. It must be insane. It's insane. It rattles you. Oh yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. I just, I felt like every, it, the only time that was really cool was the grave digger. He did like his free show, the, the free show, mm-hmm. did a backflip, survived the backflip. A lot of them didn't survive the backflip. Uh, and then went off, did this huge jump and kind of like taunted the other. And do you know the, um, do you remember the Ace Fanchira when he goes to park and he like flips the car like five times and it yeah. lands in the parking spot? Yeah. So right at the end of his, of his competition, he went and did a huge jump, fucked it up. And you yeah. can tell he fucked it up. It was not on purpose. <laughs> And then he hit on the side and did that Ace Ventura roll yeah. like once or twice. Yeah. And then landed right in front of the competitor's car. Oh, that's awesome. And it, if, if you didn't know, like if you didn't notice, like that was not intended to happen. That's so cool. It kind of looked like a flex. Yeah. So he got like the most points and he won the competition. Oh, but like yeah. that was on, that was on accident. You got lucky. They ranked it? They're like, oh yeah, points for fucking fucking up and. <laughs> well, no, the way it's actually this is one thing I do like that they that they increased is, um, you get you go to a website yeah. and you put in a code and every time a car goes and does it, the whole audience votes on their phone for oh, the points. Oh, that's cool. Hell yeah, man. That's yeah. awesome. It was that's really awesome. cool. Audience it was, participation. Yeah, it was fun. You got because this way it made it more of a showmanship. It wasn't about like. I mean, they're like, hey, remember your ranking based on how many different of the ramps that they use? And nobody ranked based on yeah. that. They ranked on the gladiatorial show. Like, give me a show, whatever. I don't care if you use that one ramp twice or five times, as long as you use it goddamn well. I don't Hell yeah, man. But it, it, was, it was fun. We had a good time. It's cool. A lot of children, a lot of noises. Um, but I don't know why. I just, I, every single time a car failed, yeah, I'm like, really? That's what took your car out? 
okay. Pretty, yeah, I mean, there's still just cars at the end of the day. Yes. So. I just hope they... Unless, unless they take my idea. Oh, God. Oh, so, the electric? Yeah, the electric, but just with speakers that make the noise of the cars. <laughs> um, There was a... Uh, I forget what car it was. There was an electric car that was supposed to be like a muscle car. Or yeah. The new, the new Dodge, like Dodge Challenger Charger, whatever it was going to be, the new electric one. Yeah. I forget what they were going to call it from Dodge. Yeah. It's electric. They were going to, they have speakers on it for that sound. They're doing exactly that. Oh, really? Yeah. And some electric cars, even to today's standards, still do it. Interesting. And they don't do it because they're like, they're normal cars. They're not trying to be muscle cars. Yeah. Um, They're normal cars that do it because as a human, and we're just so built to, like, we're still in the generation where we're used to combustion engines. Sure. So when our car doesn't make a noise like that, yeah. it actually throws us off. Well, we don't know if it's on. We don't know if it's yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it throws us off. So they actually add that sound inside the car. That's just funny. A, just a bit. Just to be like, okay, it's still running. Like That's To funny. just fulfill the human need. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, well, they'll probably never do it with Master Trucks. So. No. Yeah. No. Anyway, um... So well, I watched a uh, second episode of Mando, although we're going to do a bigger Mando thing later yes, on will. in the season. So we're probably going to do a uh, Star Wars on Disney Plus situation here. Yeah. Where we're going to review all the Star Wars stuff that's on Disney Plus, all the originals for Disney Plus. Yeah. We're not we're not doing all of Star Wars all no, at once. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to focus just on the Disney Plus content, the original Disney Plus content. So that's going to be like Mando, Book of Boba Fett, Andor, Bad Batch. Yeah. And, and that, that, I think that about does it for everything. Oh, and maybe Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Legends. Yeah, we'll definitely and, and, talk about and Tales Legends, of yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. So all of that stuff is is kind of going to be included in there as well, and we'll make a determination if it should continue or not. If it's a thing that should keep going, based on what we've seen so far, it's almost a level of it's almost a judgment of both like the TV versions of Star Wars and then like Disney Plus itself. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And uh, we might end up in different places on that one by the end of it. Yeah. And then, um, but all that I've really done this week is just continue on with Octopath Two. Obviously, this is game that can yeah. be all encompassing. It really draws you in. Um, it's it's so good, man. It's just, it's so, so, so good. Really? So I, I, um, and I, I also checked out another couple of reviews. I know, uh, Axe of the Blood God, big RPG podcast. I ended up going and listen to their review of it. Felt much the same way as they did. Really disagreed with them on very little. Um, yeah, just, a, just a strong, strong, strong JRPG. Just, just from every, every aspect. And, and I appreciate that the stories are many way. I'm finding that they're really, like, they're linear in terms of they're set up in chapters, and you have to go to where the chapters are, similar to the first one. Oh, okay. But the way they play out is not always the same. It's not always start here, fight boss. You know what I mean? There's things that kind of happen in between, and it's just, it's really interesting. Like, it's just, it's uh, it's quite a surprise, actually. Well, as far as I can remember, Octopath Traveler is what it's real. it's a JRPG, obviously, yeah. a classic JRPG, but yeah. it's, it's really about the oddness of of the characters in a party coming together and their own little mini tales and how they all add up to the bigger picture of this crew. Oh, sure. Same, same, same idea. It's just the execution is just much, much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So for sure. If, if you had any criticism about the execution of the first one, uh, that, that would be remedied with this game. I would say my only problem with it was I felt some of the stories to be a little cliche, a little oh, simple. Oh, same with this. Oh. Same with this. Okay, well, And look. the combat, really, like the randomized combat, I'm like, well, I, I, I can't the fight combat. the same, I cannot fight the same fight again and again. Oh, I love again. the combat in this. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're constantly reevaluating your combat strategy with every character you get and every upgrade they get. You're constantly reevaluating. So I find myself doing it a lot. Uh, a lot so, of theory crafting. And, and I like that and this one just feels more open too. Like I feel like I'm just kind of at liberty to kind of go where I want. So I've just been kind of going to places, even places where I'm not leveled up enough to get through yet and mm. just kind of like running through. And I actually got a power that actually limits the amount of encounters that I run into. Oh, so I ended up God. just like 
putting that on one of my characters and just like like running balls to the wall through this high leveled up area and I found a couple <laughs> weapons that are like way way far ahead of where I'm at in the game so I'm just ripping through enemies now so which I really love so it's a game that lets you do that though you know what I mean and that's fucking cool yeah that's true yeah it's just I love it it's just it's a very open experience you kind of play it however you want to and the stories that I've encountered there's maybe one weak one so far and then there's one that's basically a full-on retelling of The Count of Monte Cristo, which I fucking love. <laughs> and, then, and then there's another one with an assassin-type character um, that's kind of unlike anything else I've seen in games. Really? Like, it's just really fucking cool. Like, it's really different, and I'm really engaged in the story. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really interesting. So so there, there have been a couple curveballs where I've just been like, oh, damn, like this is actually showing me something I haven't seen before, which is shocking because I've played so many goddamn JRPGs yeah. in my life. So, um, yeah, Octopath 2, if you haven't played it, um, I think by the time I get to the end of this game, I will end up saying this is probably my top 10 JRPGs. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's that's quite a If it keeps up with how it's it. been going. That's quite keeps, a praise. Yeah. So um, even my top 10 out of, I've probably played... 150, 175 JRPGs in my life. Like, to say it's that high up is pretty damn good. Listen, have you heard of our Lord and Savior, Chained Echoes? So, I, I that's on my list. That's next up. So, I, I'm serious. So, I'm going to play that after. I, if it's not in your top five, I will be amazed. Well, so let me put so it's not directly next because there was actually a Castlevania. What is it? What is that game that I never played? Dead anyway, Cells? Dead Cells. And the it was Castlevania? Castle, there was a Castlevania pack that came out for that. It's like, uh, like not, I don't think it's a self-encompassing Castlevania game. It's just an expansion no, it's just on like Dead a, Cells. Yeah. But, I, but I saw that, and I saw a video for it. I'm like, I have to fucking play it, because I love Castlevania. It's a roguelike. Yeah. Well, I'm in. So I'm in. It's like a fast Twitch platformer roguelike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks cool as hell. A roguelite. So I'm also a huge uh, Castlevania fan, so I like that idea yeah, as well. Anyway, it was on true. sale. The whole pack was on did, sale, so I grabbed speaking it. Speaking of Castlevania, did you ever, uh, I forget what they, what do they call it? The, the Castlevania dating game or whatever? No. Oh, I wish I could find it. Castlevania dating game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be coming out. Um, Can I be a Richter and date a Belmont? Look up Romancelvania. Put it on TV for a second. Oh, Romancelvania. Here yeah, we yeah. go. You'll see one picture that's going to sell you on this game. So if you guys are looking, it's on Steam. Most notably, I don't think it's Steam and maybe PlayStation. If I've re- I think I, I spelled that right. Yeah, go, go just go images. Look up images. Hopefully, we can see a pumpkin. There you go. Look at bottom left. <laughs> Hello, that's a pumpkin with uh with some boobies. Yeah, Hello so there. it's <laughs> Castlevania, but it's a dating sim. Oh my god! And there's one chicken there that's a. Uh, scare pumpkin scarecrow with pumpkins for tits. And she's got and a she's tattoo huge. of a heart on one of them. Oh yeah. my god! Oh it's my a god. wild. It's blurred game. out in this image. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in. Yeah. So, so you can see there. Easy. You can see a picture of like a bunch of the characters that'll be in there. What's our next? Um, what's our next 69 variant? I don't know. I, 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 I got. We got to find that one, out. 138. I think we've missed one. 138. No, no. It'd be coming up here. It'd be 138 plus 60. 138 plus 60 is 198 plus 9, 207. What are we on? Oh, I think we're on like 205. Are we really? I think this is 204 or 205. Holy well, I'll shit. I'll find out after this. I'll put it this in the, is, it's, it's in the show notes. It's close. So once we get to 207, we're going to do another 69. Damn right, right we, we are. We play the sexiest games in gaming, and then we review them. So I'm looking forward to that. we got to try to get Rob back for that. Yeah. He I'll, always loves that shit. I'll see if I can pull him in. Yeah, we, we got to get try to get it out, but he, lo- he always loved that shit. Yeah, so he'll love it. get him back in for it. So in terms of, I'm going to answer this right here, right now. I have a way. I have a path. 
So he's, he's busy, but I think he'll make time for this. <laughs> let's see. Resident Evil 204. Yes, this is 205. There you go. Okay. This is 205. So yeah, two episodes. So we got one more so to one do. So one more and then and, and, our and, sexy episode. Yeah. So for those listening, and there's might be some of you in our YouTube that hasn't are new to join us that don't know about these. Every 69th episode, we do a sexy episode. Oh yeah. Where we go play a very not safe for work oh, yeah. game. Only we talk the not about safest. It. Only the not safest. We review it. We talk about I think it. The last one that kind of won out of our round of three was Cloud, Cloud Meadow. Meadow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what a wild game. Rob Woo! brings the weirdest shit. You're Hell right. We yeah, need yeah. him for this oh, one. Of course, that's a Rob one. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. brought that to the table. He brings so. the weird shit. Um, I actually ended up playing a uh, like a shooter, like an <laughs> Ikaruga style shooter that I actually thought was better. And I played like and a Mass Effect. Shooters. And I played like oh, a Mass right. Effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where there's actual boning going on. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, so Mass uh, Effect we all wish we got. Yeah. So this will be episode 69 times three. So therefore it's going to get a little bit, a little bit hot on Ronan Geek and Fish Podcast. <laughs> a little bit sticky, a little bit, a uh, little bit moist, if you will. <laughs> so we'll go all the way. We'll go all the way on that episode. So Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes, man. All right, man. Cool. All right. Well, that uh, that does it for this week's episode of Ronan Geek and Fish Wrote a Geekfish podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you agree, disagree with us, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at Ronan Geekery. Let us know. Are we right? Are we wrong? Do we suck? We don't know because you have to communicate it to us. So get on there. Let us know at Ronan Geekery. Give us a follow. And also, if you can, please listen to this game on this. This threw me. The song. Threw me. <laughs> please listen to this on Bitcade Podcast app. It's an app where we also host some bonus content in our bonus gallery. Please unlock that. Help monetize the show. Let us know how we're doing. We appreciate it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Bye. We'll talk to you next time.